<laughs> yo, yo. Yo, yo. Perfect. We are... Go, yo. <laughs> Well, g'day Pete, welcome <laughs> again mate. Uh, we are on our way to the Swan Basement once again for a bit of menage a trois. <laughs> uh, we're off there again for uh, to do a bit more filming and the only time we're getting to do per podcasts, due to the fact that we're both extremely busy motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, is now, is yeah. times like this yeah, where yeah. we get to drive to the exactly, exactly right. So, uh, mate, what's been going on? What have you been now? Tell me. Yeah. We're, we've been filming with the anticipation yes. thing, but yep. tell me a little bit about the score that you're working on that I saw today. Yeah, so. oh, I've been lucky enough to, to be um, hired as the composer for a film. Uh, by a guy called Jordan Prince right he's done a couple of short films in the past which I've done some scores for is that the one that uh, he was was that the one where there was that dude in the in the in the the bunker that yes yeah that's him like it was a bit of a short war film yeah very short oh yeah that's right yeah. He, he was doing a lot of those things there. that was one of his student films that he's one. got a good eye that guy he's, he's very good a, yeah very good like and, and, and this story actually this uh, is his first feature film feature length film and is um and it's actually t turned out to be um, one of the higher budget independent films in WA to date, so it's huge, and it's that I was lucky enough to be um, hired to come on board with it. So I've been writing the score for this thing, you know, all hour and fifty minutes of it. It's insane. It's a really really cool thing. I mean, without giving away too much, it's set in the old uh, sort of it's, it's in Australia, but it's in the West, sort of the old Western times. Um, and basically, I'm utilising heaps of stuff. I've got a full orchestra, not a real one. Like I'm using a full orchestra re recorded, but I'm using them as um, as I suppose. Uh, triggers to create the songs from scratch and then obviously live guitar as well and it's it's turning into a beast of a thing like, like my computer's struggling to keep up and this thing can handle video so this gives you an example of how big this score is <laughs> wow so you're uh, that's right up your alley too oh I love it so if you had a choice you're like I mean oh, oh, I've always thought you need to maybe shed a few of your activities and concentrate on maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because you're, uh, <laughs> oh, look, you're a jack of all trades, master of heaps. I'd, I'd love, I'd love to, but go full time. But is, is that what it is? Oh. If you could do one thing. Oh, if I could do one thing. It'd be scoring. Oh, oh scoring, absolutely. But oh, yeah, for me too. If I could do one thing, I'd be out scoring all the time. <laughs> hey, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm married. I forgot about that. <laughs> but absolutely. Oh, that's cool. Scoring, but I mean, it's saying that. Uh, I suppose to call it back to this anticipation. Now that I'm getting the bug for actual filming as well, I'm, I'm loving doing um, like Foley, which is the creation of the effects, like someone there's the sound of their clothes rubbing, or the or the, or the footsteps, or the rain, or just the stuff that's in the films that wasn't recorded on the day. You add in there um, and basically make it look like it's real that it's happening, and like car doors opening, all that sort of stuff. When you see that, that you put that onto the footage and it sounds and it looks real, it's really really good fun. So that, I love that stuff too. So anything to do with filmmaking, I'm, I'm getting really into. So full time. I'd love, and I was in SAE today, which is an institute where they have, they, they teach there from there as well, but they also, you can rent out rooms and use it for your own projects. And the um, sound designer for this film 
finally got my score uh, up mixed to 5.1. And I was lucky enough to come in there today and actually listen to it with the speakers all around me. And it's amazing. I'd love to have that space. To be in that full time would be amazing. To have a 5.1 studio and just create in there all day. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> and is Jordan a, uh, is he, was he a student there or has he Oh, no, he, he was a student at SAE. He was a student. He was yep. a student. For, but now he's, he's he, obviously. So he's hired the venue to. Yeah, but basically, yeah, the sound guy, the sound creator uh, is an alumni, uh, what's the name? Yeah, alumni from there. He used to go to SAE, the guy that's doing the sound design. Um, and so basically he's doing that. So, so Jordan just happened to get him on board as well and we're able to use that space to create the sound and. Like, there's a lot of gunshots in this film, a lot of gunshots, and they're insane. Like the amount of stuff. And this guy's job is basically to put all the sound in there, and literally gunshot every single shot you see on the film. He's got to put that in there in post. So basically, I don't know if anyone's ever heard um, fake guns in films, but it sounds like little pea shooters, little little uh, BB guns. Like, like it's funny. It's, like, it's quite, quite comical, like popping corn. So he's turning them into real gunshots just to make it look good. <laughs> no, they're different films. Those ones. <laughs> <laughs> So it's great, but you know, look, look, I mean, Jordan's getting uh, you know, attention from everyone. His, his color greatest um, did the uh, did the latest uh, Star Wars color grading. He's now based in Perth, um, so he's he's on board. And I won't get into what they were kind of charging, but he's actually come on board for free. But Jordan's hiring the the the, the, the place that he uses, um, which is still a lot of money. But what it could have been, this guy is world class, and we're using him for our color graders in this film. So it's insane. He's getting all these people involved. Uh, the Eastern States are now, uh, you know, they've raised their eyebrows because we've actually managed to sell out about 700 tickets to the premiere, which is unheard of for a new independent film you know, in, in WA. So it's really cool. So we've actually sold out two cinemas, um, which is fantastic. So he's, he's, on, he's doing he's on good things. I think, you know, this, this is sort of, you know, early Peter Jackson to Peter Jackson now. This could be Jordan in 20 years. You know, you never know. <laughs> or, or 10. Or 10, or 10, or, who or knows? Or the next film. Well, who knows? That's exactly it. So where did he get the budget for this particular film? Uh, basically through uh, sponsorship. Yep. Through And also the budget includes... I mean, we include people who have donated their, their property, their land, their, um, their, their equipment and all that sort of stuff. It adds up to about $750,000 worth of, of gear. Yep. But actual money into it I forget what the figure was it was still into the five figures it was a lot of money um, and that was coming just, just from not, not even just from crowdfunding it was from actual people he's gone to different business, businesses and said what he's doing and basically got them on board financially like with actual money or also with just using their equipment and their gear and like for example there's scenes where um, the opening scene where, where this house burns down we had to he had to organise that to get a house that could burn down, you know, things like that. You know, so, so we went to Summit Homes and goes, look, that's all right. Yeah, I know you guys do like uh, display homes and stuff. And he goes, look, is there any chance on twenty third of March we just torch one of them? That's right. That's it. Yeah, 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 for a film. So. <laughs> for, for a film. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. But it was it was beautiful. But the timing of that scene was amazing because he, he they started. Uh, the fire of that house when it was still really really early morning so it was dark by the time the house was in full blaze the sun had just risen it was an amazing shot and that, that's what he's using for the opening credits so it's, I think I can give that away it's not, you, you haven't seen it so the idea there is just amazing the timing this guy's attention to detail is amazing um, so it's really cool so yeah it's, it's, it's exciting to get on board now I'm not actually set up to record in 5.1 which, is, which means I can't record to six speakers. I can only record to two. I'm, I can record in stereo, like any, any recording studio. So I want to now get upgrade, upgraded gear so I can record in 5.1, so I can put um, a guitar in the back left corner instead of just being left or right. So I can actually work in 3D stereo. That'll be amazing. That's my next level eventually, but the, I'm using a Pro Tools system, 
to get to that Pro Tool system where you can do 5.1, you've got to add a zero to the figure that you used when you recorded first. So it's, the upgrade is stupidly expensive. Um, so I'm trying to find ways around that where I can just upgrade, up, update to 5.1, just mix the stereo I've got into 5.1, which is fine. So everything left, everything right, so it can be on the studio, on, on a cinema. But to actually record in 5.1, where I can have a gunshot from the front left going to the back right, that sort of stuff there, I'd love to do that. So that's the, um, that's the, the goal I'm hoping in the next film to be able to do that myself. <laughs> It'd be really cool. So the, uh, I was talking about uh, writing a comedy. I've come up with a name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. yeah. The Riff. The Riff. <laughs> the Riff. And uh, just so you guys, I don't know, we may have talked about it once on, on another podcast. Very briefly, we're talking about the idea, we, I think. We think we talked about the idea, but it's, yeah. I'm starting to flesh it oh, out. Oh, good. Basically what happens is. This is going to be great. There's a guy. And I haven't named him yet, and I haven't decided who will play the character or how it's going to go. Yeah. But there's a guy who is pretty non-attractive, <laughs> has got nothing going for him. His band is utter shit. Yep. But he says one night, I wish I just could make the song that everybody loves. And as he packs up, he meets this sort of strange cat out in the street yep. who kind of says... I can show you something, and then all of a sudden, you guys will love uh, every, everything we do. You know, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. if you play this, yeah, then all of a sudden everything will be spot on. So it's true. Nah, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got some window washers. My my window is pretty spotless. Uh, <laughs> I do that on purpose so I can wave away window washers. <laughs> uh, Kids are having a crack. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, having a crack to buy the crack. Yeah, that's good. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so he goes out in the street, and this guy talks to him. Bit of a Morgan Freeman type character that uh, nice sits there, sort of you know, like he sells his sort of like what's that movie, Bruce Almighty. Oh yeah, right, so right. So he's right. kind of like this sort of dude that's got this. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, I can. Uh, and what and what he he's actually the devil. Right. So it's a bit of that crossroads nice. mistake as well. Nice. And he shows him a riff. <laughs> that gives people, in particular women, orgasms. <laughs> and he doesn't really know for the first show that he's doing why these... He thinks they're just dancing weird. <laughs> All right? So he, he goes out and he, and, he, and he goes, I'll show you this. But he gets a great response and everybody just, <laughs> like... <laughs> Makes all this noise in that. It's because they're having like an orgasm. Like, yeah, right. They're getting all this raucous and, oh, you know, like, and all the guys are loving it because the girls are yeah, loving yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, next thing you know, like uh, he's sort of thinking that they're loving it, but then all of a sudden they go quiet, and everybody just goes home. <laughs> and then so he goes on and he, he gets his band. He goes oh, and he gets excited because that was the best yeah. show that he had done yeah, yeah, yeah. for ages. Yep. Yeah. And he gets kind of excited. <laughs> so then he goes home and it, it, it gets, and then he decides to put this riff into a song where it's used more. Yeah, yeah, right. And then he goes out and does another show and the same thing happens again. Right. The girls in the audience keep having these orgasms. <laughs> I think the term's queefing, Pete. Oh, right, I know. You've got idea. Queefed in my pants. You haven't heard that song? <laughs> so they're, uh, they're, they're, they're having these all, but then he uses this so many times that he 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 saves the song to the end because it's his, his it's his closer, right? And uh, he plays it, and then he keeps doing this same riff, and he like they've had about four or five orgasms, <laughs> and these girls are just like laying on the floor, just exhausted, and he doesn't know because 
the guy didn't tell him ah. that what I'm going to show you is going to give girls orgasms. So, so how do you find out just by watching the video? He, well, he kind of... The, the funny thing in this whole film is him actually slowly starting to figure it out. Right, okay. Right? So he's doing different things. And, like, <laughs> like he has this scene where... Because in real life, he's never seen a woman orgasm. Because no, so, he's, <laughs> he's a loser. He's a <laughs> but there's this scene where he gets a girl at one of the concerts because she goes, oh, you make me sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, every time I see you, you just send shivers all through my body. And I've never had... I've never felt like anything like that when I've listened to music before. So then... She, she goes, oh, I love your music. And anyway, so he recorded that thing that night. So they're in bed. Yeah. And they're, they're going at it. And they go and and he's playing the song. And she's having more. And he's all of a sudden just going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he's just like, I'm the best, yeah. like, shagger yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And, and so the penny still doesn't drop. Okay, okay. And then he's going out. And then he sort of, like, goes to these concerts. And you can have these segues where he's playing these concerts. And this girl sort of throws her undies at him. Yeah. And they, like, stick to his face. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep it light, though, you know. It's, it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's kind of, it's in the vein of, like, an Adam Sandler type. Yeah, of course, of course, of course, yeah. You know, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, and then what happens is he meets this girl who's actually a, she, he's, he's starting to get known around town. Yeah, and, yeah, And yeah. the band's starting to get, because all of a sudden they're getting really popular. Right. They still sound like shit. <laughs> and, but people are listening to it on the radio and yep. they're going to have scenes like in a cafe. Yeah, yeah. Where they're real old sort of like straight people. Yep. Start having these like orgasms because <laughs> it's getting played on the radio and all the old blokes are going I don't know what kids are listening to these days and then you start making up like and then you, you we've got to have the thing um, you know like in the Salem Witch Project when the, they ate all the bad bread and it made them all trip out right? and then the authorities start getting onto like <laughs> trying to arrest him because he, they think he's, he's putting drugs in all the drinks <laughs> right, okay. and, and you know and he gets hauled through the coals and then so this reporter goes and starts to to, to fight, try to investigate yeah, what's going yeah. on. Okay, okay. And then what happens is she listens to the music and yeah. nothing happens. Yeah, okay. She's immune to it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so he sort of has his way with all these girls because he's got this power. Yeah, yeah. But for this particular girl... Didn't do anything. It doesn't work. Ah. But then she falls in love with him for who he is. <laughs> after a while. But does she ever find out what it, what what causes um, all this hysteria? Or she he... helps him discover that. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But because it's kind of <laughs> all the other girls in the crowd don't realise. Yeah. That everyone else is doing the same thing. Oh, I see. So they think it's just them. So they keep it quiet. Ah, right. Right. But so that's why it isn't just discovered really quick. So you hide the fact <laughs> right through, and then eventually he kind of works it out, and then <laughs> he goes finds the guy in the alley again. Yeah, yeah. And says you've got to stop doing this. Like <laughs> people don't like my music for who you are. So then he has to he has to give it back, but then he loses it. Okay. And then he has to go out and then find it on his own again. All right. And then he finds a new riff. Right. And then you have this segue where he's tried out all these different riffs and he goes back to the guy and goes, I'll, I'll do anything yeah, yeah, yeah. for you to show me another riff. Right. And then we're going to have this, because it's a comedy, we have this section where he goes in, and we're probably going to spoil the whole film by doing this, but we haven't even written it yet. So, yeah, that's right, that's right. But he goes in and then um, as, he, as he asks for these riffs, you have, look, 
all these different reactions. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, like extreme anger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, people just start running around. People turn around and start setting people on fire. Like, does, does it, and then he's like, he just wants to then at the very end just to have music. If people don't like it, yeah. he's okay with it. Right. Because it's his music. Which, in other words, is kind of a metaphor for... If you co- or if you copy other people's music, or if you if you play what someone else has showed you, or what other people want, yeah, but yeah. as opposed to developing it from your heart and from yourself, yeah, yeah. And and when he discovers to play from his heart, yep. he gets the girl. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that's kind of the crux of the film. I like that. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. With a whole heap of like other little funny things, and oh. a, and a few spin-off stories like, about yeah, yeah, yeah. particular members of the band. That's like good. we're going to have good. a drummer that's completely and utterly useless, <laughs> a bassist that is really quiet but secretly gets all the girls. <laughs> uh, then we're going to have a lead guitarist that's a complete and utter wanker, <laughs> and then he's going to be he's going to be the the rhythm guitarist and vocalist. Yeah, know, right. Nice. Who's terrible? I like. In fact, the drummer could be good. The drummer story could be that he's paranoid he's a, he's a massive fan of Spinal Tap and he's paranoid he's going to be the guy that's going to keep, keep dying so he gets into situations in life where he's about to die he goes oh shit and someone else, puts someone else in the way and they, they die instead so he keeps he he ending up <laughs> like oh he's about to walk past this um, I don't know a high rise and then he goes oh fuck okay, I'm, I'm paranoid and then he sees something fall down and goes shit and he jumps out of the way and someone else goes there instead well maybe dies, the last two drummers <laughs> in the band have died yeah. through, yeah. through, through really bizarre circumstances yeah exactly yeah oh I love it. So, uh... Oh, we got our first caller. We've we got, got our first caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, it's always good to get calls. I like it. Here we go. G'day. G'day. Welcome to, uh... Welcome to Stack's podcast. Yeah. We've got our first caller, Pete. Oh, no, no. Is it me? No, no, it's not you, but we've got our first caller, mate. <laughs> All right, you're on the air. You're on the air. Hello? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You're our first caller. Oh, did I win something? Uh, I think you won something. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna when when uh, when Jai's uh, movie's released, you get the first ticket. <laughs> oh. Cool. What about you get to spend a night with the host of Stacks? <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> uh, of love making and fine dining. Fine dining. Look okay. out. Yeah, yeah. That's uh. <laughs> That's the build your own burgers at Macca's. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to go then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, did I miss a call? No. You call me. Maybe so you could win the prize? <laughs> oh, yeah, but, uh, okay. You'll promise to call me best day. Miss call. Yeah, so you would call oh. back to win the prize. There you go, that's it. Oh, oh okay. All right, cool. cool. <laughs> All right, there you go. First call then. All right, thank you very much. That was uh, Kay Shinobanger from <laughs> But My. Oh, thank okay. you. I'm looking forward to your movie. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, All right, there you go. Talk to you soon. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Jeez, it's always good to get callers, Pete. I it love, is. I love it when we get our random callers. We do, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no prompting at all. That was no, 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 <laughs> not an awkward phone call, much. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah, that's great. I like, I like that idea. That's gonna be good. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it'll be a good chance to. Oh wow. To uh, really cut loose, and the thing is, too, we can be so loose with everything as well. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. And and once again. 
use a lot of the similar things we've done for this one. Yeah, 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 for sure. Similar venues. <laughs> Worse uh, venue, the better. I know. And, right. and have some really, so those awkward gigs, you know? Yeah. Like he's a struggler muso and have him like playing at kids' parties and like, <laughs> not really rocking out and doing all and kicking amps over and stuff. You know? <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I think Clint would be a good Clint. Clint Clint's Hodge, good. Yeah. Clint Hodges would be actually a good. He'd be great. He'd yeah. be really good, actually, if he could do that. That'd be awesome. Oh no, I think he'd be the he'd be the good lead guitarist. In fact, you could um, call the main character Clint, and and every, he writes his name in such a way that the L on the L on the like the joint. Oh, he's who, who the hell is this? <laughs> what with a silent N? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's where I think this one's going to go. So, yeah. there you go, huh? If you're a Stax podcast listener, you're getting an exclusive. It's true. This is the first time I've heard this story, actually. I, there, there, there were some ideas fleshed out, but nothing like this. This is a whole whole film done. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's now just a matter of, I mean, the, the, the ideas, I've been thinking, of, I've been jotting notes. Yeah, good, that's good, that's good. But as far as scripting and that, I needed to come up with a bit of a, yeah, a, sure, a skeleton yeah, yeah, now yeah, I can good. flesh it out a bit. That's great. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to use those bad names, like... You know, <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Like bad rock names, like, I'll, I'll look for some... Well, uh, in saying that, I wonder if, um... I wonder if uh, Max, pa- Max Tempo is going to make a cameo in this film. Oh, for, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It'd be funny, actually, to have that character in. Oh, yeah, a definitely. A bit like the, you can do it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy from, from the Adam Sandler film. <laughs> Rob Schneider's character. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that'd be good. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. It is Mate, fun. So, um, other subjects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always talk about the same stuff. We do, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah. about uh, what about some other stuff that's going down? Kieran Shields. Oh yeah. Kieran. I've been getting some really funny messages. I have yeah. Okay, what's he doing? Well, basically every message I get, it's like a hidden message. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, like for example, Bart Simpson is running down the hallway. Yeah. And then he'll run down the hallway, and then he's got dudes chasing him. And yeah. And then he'll escape, and he, he's got his magic belt on. Yeah. And he presses the button, and you hear. Ah, ah, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, they, or it's like or these the guys will drop a block of ice like hundreds of feet down into a into a dam, and then you think you're going to hear this pretty cool sort of sound, and then you hear. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Oh god. You know, I can't remember the other one or something like that. Oh, I think it was like a, like a fight scene, like a war scene, like a medieval war scene. Yeah, the, guy, right. the guy's phone rings and he, he stops it and he checks it and, he, and it does that sound. Yeah, I'm the... <laughs> <don't start> laughing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Kieran Awesome, keep him coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep him coming, right? <laughs> Maybe that should be the title of the film. Keep him coming. Keep him coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I love. I'll, That's good. That's really good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, keep him, keep him coming, Kieran. That's what I love to call him. Keep him, keep, keep him coming, Kieran. Keep him coming. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, triple C. <laughs> that's a K, isn't it? Oh, it's K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Kieran C. So C, it'll be KC, yeah, KCC. KCC. <laughs> that's it. So, uh, mate, we're off to Mundaring Weir to play yeah, on the this fifth. Sunday coming up. That's right, that's right, yeah. So this podcast will probably drop tonight. Yep, cool. Uh, I'll go home and edit it if we don't. Yep. Nice. Well, I reckon it'll be that late tonight, you reckon? Nah, it shouldn't be, no, no. Because only just a few scenes to be shot. That's it, exactly it. Uh, and then, yeah, we can 
Pierce off to uh, I'll and be able to drop it tonight. But, mate, um, they're fun gigs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How often do you play in the mandolin these days? Oh, gee, you know what? Not much at all. No, I'm thinking Not that. much at all. It's been a while since... Um, so what rig we rolling with next Sunday? Are you going to play the electric again, are you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So basically, the reason for that... I'll bring a stomp box then. Yeah, that's fine, cool. See, normally, like as you've heard in the past with um, some of these um, podcasts, where we've been on our way to a gig as a duo, I just bring mandolin. Like, we go to that, that uh, boat club, or, the, like, or it's just been easy, just acoustic and mandolin. But we've been recently playing with our bass player from the Big Jack, um, who normally plays electric bass, and in fact, he's going to be playing electric bass on Sunday. So I've been rolling with electric guitar a lot of the time. And in my other bands, like that I've been primarily mandolin, like with um, The Borrowed Few, who's fronted by Linda Smith, we've been playing for ages. So there's been no opportunity to play with the mandolin, apart from these joy gigs with Joy or with, Lind- uh, with Linda's band. So I've been on electric guitar most of this year. I've only done mandolin for recording. It's been crazy. Um, so it's, it's a long time coming, so I've got, I've got to do it again. It's, it's well, just, uh... I'm happy for you to play mando on the weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. I reckon... Tell them to play double bass and we'll just go really acoustic We can, for sure. Because they, they are fun. In fact, they, they'll take us back to the old days of um, of the who jangle, wangle, dangle, jangles. The who jangle, <laughs> wanker, jangle, dangle, jangle, wangle. <laughs> and that was our original um, original lineup. And that gig on the 9th of December is a, yep. it's a southern style music gig. Yeah, wicked. So we've got to be a bit more who jangly. Oh, right, okay. Still do our song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We might make it a, a bit. Who it's one of those one of those uh, bands that we, we, we can either be a six piece with a full on keyboard, or we can even do it as a, a trio on on, on, a, on a Sunday session. We'll be a bit fractionally more bluesy for that. Show. Right, right. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So I'm and Mason's gonna play. That's cool. I know that's what I mean. Yeah. The, actually, everyone's in on that. That's gig. it. It's a big, big lineup. You know? I know. We left it at least. I think we get together at least once before. Oh, I think so. I'll be up for that, even just for the sake of doing it. Just a blast. It just, yeah. Yeah, just a blast of the album. It's been a long time since. And honestly, all of, of all the bands that we've done together or that we've been in separately, I think the, the Big Jack is one of the most most enjoyable ones. You know, it's fun. It's just a. It's a really. I mean, I know for Jai anyway. Um, like it's just high energy stuff for our drummer Julian. It's high. He's just sweating after it. Normally he's not. He's sitting back there, just sort of chilling on the on the brushes. I think it's an. We put out a pretty full on. Oh, we do. Product. We do. Well. It's not. And I wouldn't even call it metal. It's just we we got we got a heavy. We're heavy blues. You know, big blues. Yeah. And your voice is is amazing for it. You know, it just suits it so well. So yeah, keeping up with your breath. But it's not metal. It's a good example. There of is how a much... few shows where I've had to sit down for two seconds. I oh, know, I know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm lightheaded, like I'm not getting the oxygen I need, you know. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're good fun gigs, and they only happen maybe three times a year. Not much at all, you know. So, it's good when they happen, it's good fun. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, same, you know. You've got I think everyone is, you know. Like... They are, because everyone is in different bands. So, it's not a case of them waiting, you know. And the sad year. thing is, that particular lineup, the Big Jack, yeah. is probably. It's the best one, I reckon. It's probably the best yeah. band I've ever played. Same, same. I agree. You know, like it's just everyone is just oh, so on top of their oh game. Oh my god, absolutely. Like you know, like absolutely. And the fact that, um, <laughs> but and the fact that we're not pushing it. No, we're not. No. Like it's a. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's weird. Like it's like we're all pushing our other little projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one in particular is the yeah. one that, which I like it because it's, it keeps. It keeps, it keeps the mystery of it all, you know? Well, it keeps any... <laughs> there's no tension. No, God, no. God, no. You know what I mean? It's, like, not, it's a joy to play every time. Yeah, it's like we all actually just really like to get together. Yeah, just hell to, yeah. Because, I mean, I sit back and I watch Mason yeah, do his yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, And yep. I just... It blows me mind. I'm just like, oh, man, how good's this? It's so good. And then I'll see, like, Mike just... Yeah. Pull, 
because Mike's kind of he just puts the right stuff. Yep. He's a very he's a Robbie Robertson style of guitarist. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. From, from the band, like you know, Robbie Robertson wasn't all bells and whistles and wasn't the guy that was you know like using his teeth to play lead solo. <laughs> yeah. But he just put the right touch on the right music. Oh, like, well, just so nice. Beautifully. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And he right. reminds me of that guy a little bit. And then you've got. Julian on drums, who, yeah. who normally is a... He's a military drummer. He's a military he, he, he's a, yeah, a pipe, type drummer. Uh, he's actually, um, he's won, like, well, he's, he's certainly come up in the top three in world championships as a military drummer. Yeah. So, and yet here we are on a drum kit with him, you know, and, and you can hear his influences in that, you know, it's amazing. I love it where he puts the marches in. Oh, so good. He, he, it just suits the style, stick, the style His stick work is beautiful. Like, you're right, it's, yeah, it so, it totally does. Again, then, we've, then we've also got... Oh, uh, but, oh the man. No, but no, before we mention him... <laughs> okay, okay. Yourself, of course. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, on guitar? Rhythm slash lead. Yeah. I think he's both sweat hammered. Yeah, 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 me and Mike's going to share roles. I'll pick up a guitar case. I've been playing a few of the songs lately. Oh, so good one. Yeah, cool. I can actually pick up a guitar and just get a bit more. So yeah, I don't nice. feel so lost. Nice, nice. We'll see. On the on the on some of the softer ones I can do it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Some of the harder songs I, I just need to sing. <laughs> but, uh, That's cool. I, I'm still finding my way singing without holding something. It's still, yeah. I still feel naked up there. Sure, sure. <laughs> but um, And then, yeah, of course, then, of course, on bass. Oh, look out. On bass, we have The Man... The myth. The minx. <laughs> oh, and you know what? His reputation's getting around. I, I know. Is the it? man, the myth, and the minx <laughs> is starting to... Uh, oh. I, I actually like the fact that people don't know him by name. No, they, they don't. Only they don't. The man, the myth, or the minx. The funny thing is, we, we, we did a gig at the Fly By Night recently, and um, and one of the bands that was playing, I know the guitarist fairly well. We, we, we're actually... We're, we're, um, uh, what's it called? We're admins on the Perth Music Network together. Um, his name is Mutley, um, Mutley Tilson, but um, he didn't recognise me, but he recognised who I was because I was with the man, the myth, the mix. So just from he, he, and he'd never met him before. He'd seen him from his photo, so he goes, "Oh, I didn't know it was you or not, Pete." Then I saw the man, the myth, the mix, and I was like, "Oh, it must be Pete." <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and they had a photo with him afterwards. So, so at, he was actually the myth at that point. He was. Of time. He was. He was, the, <laughs> he was the man, the myth, and he's always the mix. <laughs> So he's getting the following. It's hilarious. It's so good. And everyone that meets him for the first time. I mean, if, if, oh, that, if he could say, if he could say, our band was the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> the Fellowship of the Minx. So, so if, if the Fellowship of the Minx. So if our band was the Fellowship of the Ring. Oh. Uh, oh, he's Gandalf. I, I would totally probably be Samwise Ganji. A little okay, bit, okay, a little yeah. bit tubby, a little bit shorter. Right, right. Uh, Julian's about four foot one, so he'd be definitely Gimli, Frodo. Gimli. No, he'd be Frodo. You reckon? Who'd be Gimli then? Who's Gimli? The, 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 the little dwarf with the axe. Oh. <laughs> you can have my axe. Yeah, that guy. Who, who's like six foot something in real life. It's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, true. Michael's a very refined looking character. Right. He would, See, Michael, oh, no, no, Mason would have to be Gimli. Oh, have okay. You, have you seen him grow a beard? No. Yeah. He's, oh, really? He's, he's definitely... See, Michael there. would have put as Frodo or as, as Bilbo when he's younger. No, no, no. He's too refined. He's definitely well, an Bill, elf. Oh, an elf. Yeah, okay, he's okay. definitely legless every time I watch him play. <laughs> legless, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see him play, he's legless. So, yeah, so, but then, but then and, and of course, you'd probably be another hobbit as well. Yeah, probably. I probably would, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you'd yeah, you'd sure. probably be uh, Frodo Baggage. <laughs> definitely, that's right. Frodo Baggage. But the Minx oh, who definitely is Gonad the Grey. Oh, yeah. yeah definitely is Gonad the Grey. Gonad the Grey. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So if we were the fellas. But who'd be Smeagol? 
Smeagol, yeah, Jesus, that's yeah. A good one. I mean, obviously they're not in the band. Oh, you mean it's in, 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 our, in our circles? But they're in the circle. Okay, Smeagol. Who would that be? Someone sort of weedy. It's a tough one, and... isn't it? Oh, Sean from my band. Oh, really? You reckon? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's if he's when he's not Smeagol. No, no. He's definitely Nosferatu. Oh yeah, nice. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that for sure, for sure. In yeah. fact, at a dress-up party, you yeah. know, he has to dress down. He does. Yeah. And he only comes out at night. That's why. See, haven't you noticed that? Okay, let's, let's talk about that for a yeah. second. Because I honestly believe yep. that Sean in my band, yep. Sean McCormack, yep. the one and only, yep. is a vampire. Really? Yep. Well, there you go. I'm convinced. Not only does he look just like Nosferatu, yep. he only comes out at night. He does. Loves yep. blood. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Loves, like... He's the only man I've ever seen that when he sees blood gets an erection. <laughs> Which tells me that's obviously how he drinks it. And never eats steak. For some reason, the steak or the idea of steak scares him. He, he doesn't eat. He <laughs> doesn't eat, that's right. Yeah. He doesn't have to. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, he never goes out of daytime. Yeah, never no, goes out of daytime. No, that's, that's, that's rare. Whenever enough. he sees a cross, he's. Yeah. <laughs> <shies> away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. That's good. That's true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, well, there you go. See, oh, oh. and you never see. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there, there's actually um, on 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 stage, on some stages, there's like big like sort of mirrors behind the bands just to make it look like a massive stage. Yeah. You never see him in it. You never see him. Never. In it. Never. No. never. So I know. All the times we've played where there's been mirrors, well, like, all, you do is, all those strip clubs. Are yeah. There. Yeah. You can just you never see. Him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> see nine of me. <laughs> no, there's only two mirrors. <laughs> Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, it is a good band. The Big Jack is, is one of my favourites. It's good fun. It's good fun. To, it's, it's just good fun to play, you know? It's, it's nice rock and blues. Um, and some of the newer stuff, which actually some of the guys haven't heard yet in the band that you and I worked on, it's just going to be so fun to do. Well, what's that new one that we're sort of recording? Hightail. Yeah. Hightail's good. Oh, and there's also those two other new guitarists that I've made up that you've got. When, your when you're before. not. Doing ninety other things. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly might, right. You might get around to yeah, totally. You might get around to home to hear and some of that. Yeah, stuff. that's right, exactly. <laughs> I've, given, I've given up on Pete as far as recording goes. Yeah. I had some people ring me. I said, "Do you know a guy who records?" I went, "Yep." Yeah. Oh, can you give us his number? No, nah, no point. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, here's a guy called Byron. Go see him for a couple of months. I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you in a little bit. I think his workloads is full to the brim at the moment. Yeah, so. it is true. It's true. Yeah, I, I knew it. So, yeah. and it was a shitty job. So I was like, "All oh, right." Yeah. I was like, "I'm not gonna." even bother I'll just yeah I'll just... tell you what the video stuff's been good fun I, I reckon I'm getting quite a few um, requests for video work music video work which is awesome fun to do because uh, I've always done it in the past with shitty cameras and it was just useless yeah. but now I've got this beast of a thing it just comes out so nice it does have to work for you it's like point it the right way frame it properly press record well, if you, you, know, if you never amazing. have time for editing oh yeah yeah you're right you're right because you know, uh, like, if you got time to, you know like or vice versa, you just want it shot and haven't got time for it. Then. Oh, yeah, 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 true, true. It gives the hell because. Yep, um, all right. Definitely. I'm doing fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> you're still building, aren't you? You're still building yours. Well, yeah, I'm still building the studio. Yeah, exactly. And, and so every spare minute's on that. And that'll be mainly a podcast studio or a podcast and green space studio? Well, it's going to be. Once the studio is built, I will be investing in, in cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. And that way, between us, we've got two, which will oh, be great. Far out. Especially for the film stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, um, God, yeah. And then. So I will invest in that, and then beautiful come sort of that, and then I just reckon we become motion picture. Films. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Look, I, I'm, honestly, I love that. I love it. It's like, great uh, work, you know. Like the Apat Judd and like, Apatow, the Apatow brothers, or <laughs> or the Cohen brothers, Cohen brothers, the Cohen brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's true. It's, it's just the idea of making a living doing films would be amazing. Oh my god. That's the secret, but because people just don't have. We need. Well, you need you need the, you need the story, and that's what you're good at. So I, I imagine like having the gear to put your stories into real life. Into, into I mean, it'd be amazing. Like your mind is bizarre. <laughs> so the idea of making films from it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what you really think. <laughs> I've had a lot of people actually say, and you guys back at home listening probably would attend to this a little bit. I do a lot of interviews on Stacks, and the reason I stick a microphone in front of us every time that we do something, yeah. and I've had it said to me a few times, is that chemistry that we have. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, you, you sort of play that sort of factual guy, you yeah. know, and then I'm the dickhead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. With the bad jokes. <laughs> so. Oh, it's hilarious. But it, it's good though. I mean, and it's not like we're trying to, okay, okay, we're rolling. Okay, here we go. It's character. Is this what we do? <laughs> is, this, is this it? This is the way it goes. It's I, so funny. I wrote a new uh, comedy song during the week called Tits for Your Country. Tits <laughs> for Your Country? Yeah. <laughs> it's about getting your boobs out for Australia. All oh, right. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not really doing much with it until I, I've got a feeling that someone else may have done something similar, and if they have, obviously I've got to bury it, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if they haven't, well then it's, it tits out there for sure. It does, yeah, and then you say that, yeah, you wonder, it's such a, it's such a country feeling sort of like theme, isn't it? Yeah, I'm well, sure think, I've seen something like that. I think that. Mr. Wilson may have done something along okay. those lines, but, oh, right, okay. which sucks, because, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, he's covered just about every topic, to try to find a topic that something's new, it's yeah, getting yeah, very yeah. tough. Of course, of course, getting yeah. tough, Pete. Exactly it. Tough. <laughs> There's only so many dick jokes on this planet that need to be rehashed. <laughs> oh. Tough. It is, but look, that, that's good. And I mean, on on that, on your um, album, have you actually finished writing the stuff you need for it yet, or is it still a work in progress? Oh, look, I, I've got enough. You have got enough, but, now? but while I'm not recording, I just keep writing. Oh, right, okay. So no gonna, point sitting and so you're thinking, have a double thinking because you got 14 songs. Well, not really. Yeah. We can go through and go. Yeah, that one's okay. Oh, I that see, one, I see. Yeah, that yeah, one's yeah, shit. Yeah. That's not yeah. really going to work. Yeah. You know, like, so, have we discussed the idea we have for this album? The in between stuff or not? Well, remember we were talking about like making it like a radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we yeah. discuss that on the on the podcast? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we sure might have. We did, yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. that might actually dictate what sort of songs we have on here as well. And well, the good, that's it. the beauty of it because you can have an album that has such different styles in the music because the album idea is that you're a radio station, so you're playing different styles anyway. So you could almost get a multi-genre album in one hit and not feel like a weird eye. Oh, that's changed your genre. It's supposed to. It's a radio station. Oh, here's hip-hop. Here's a country one. Here's a... You know, so you can actually do that yeah. and get away with it. Well, the thing is, do we change the names? That was the question we yes. voted saw with we, last we, Yeah, that's right. Like, so does Cuzzy Cuzzy Cobra yeah. end up like two my fungy nungy mungy? That's right, that's right, yeah. Does it end up sort of something like a bit of a... You know, like... like uh, I, I still reckon the 12th man's call yeah. on that uh, can I feel a titty and she's silly to allow him <laughs> was one of the funniest names <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I still laugh about that like. it's good. <laughs> so, good so maybe we come up with something like that's that that's right that's know. right it could be cool yeah. Like, so yeah, the idea of the album is that you're, you're, you've got to I don't know maybe it's like your um, or, or maybe something Bo- that's Bo- yeah, Bo- Bo's favourite uh, Bo- Bo's happy hour it's your hour of favourite songs yeah There's a, and from different artists and stuff yeah but they're actually us yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah, right exactly yeah. right you do every single song in the real in real life yeah but you play these different characters True. or even even have like in, in the uh, album a phone in someone calls up to request a song great uh, idea yeah, yeah that's what tell me have you heard 
Yeah. From Pitbull from Perth. No, not for ages. Oh, where is that? Oh, I've seen all of his posts. But he's actually, a, I think he's a chef or... or a, he is a chef. By trade, yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of that, but not a lot of his music anymore. And that would be a sacrilege, because he, he had awesome stuff. <laughs> he's just such a... Oh, Damien Falconer. Yeah. The man. So, oh, we do talk about... And I did contact him, so I'd love to get him on the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of everyone... We're not in the entertainment industry full time, and if they are, people do it. For yeah, 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 yeah. Blah blah blah. Like I know you do get like if you listen to podcasts, and I love these podcasts like by Brian Callan and Brendan Sharp yep. or, or Joe Rogan, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. these guys are either a full time comedians. Yeah, that's right. Or they're full time at what they do. That's right. We all have jobs. That's right. Well, you're a full time. Yeah, but but, but we're not full time podcasters. You know and what I'm, mean? a, I'm a full time. Well, we're both full time dads. I'm, I'm full time dads, <laughs> but we're not full time in anything else. We do that's a lot it. of stuff. That's like, it. Yeah. Me with me. Comedy, we couldn't just lock ourselves away in a podcast studio all day. That'd be awesome, but we can't. Well, so, no, not all day, but I no. think we can do it now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can. But I'm looking forward to building a particular podcast studio. I may need, a, I may get you in for a bit of technical advice. It'd be nice to have. Yeah, sure. Have your. Uh, what do you think? Well, you also planning to make this a vodcast, though. Yeah, well, that's what my cameras are going to become. Well, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, the current ones. The current Perfect. ones. Perfect. Good. Yeah, those they're, 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 they're well and truly better. Good enough for that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Good that's idea. what they'll be. I'll, I'll pick them in two parts of the room. I like that. And so you can just take it, cut it, and then lovely zoom in on a segment where you need to. They're, they're, they're actually probably higher quality than you need. So they'll, they'll probably look, they'll higher look, quality than you need, but they'll good. be fine. Which is which is good. That's great. You stand out with your quality. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm running um, all the leads and everything, and that all I could just. I'm, I'm, oh, see the wall's going to be all chipboard. Yep, yep. Um, oh, so you can uh, so you can cavity. Just, yeah, so nice. yeah, so you can actually put all your screws and yeah, everything yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything like all your leads and everything can be clipped to the wall. That's a good idea. Uh, yep. Basically, I'm going to have like PVC everywhere with yep. slits in it. Oh, nice. And you just put it in and clips it in. Perfect. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. If you can make it from scratch and just have that in the structure, that'd be an awesome idea. Well, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. good. That's good. Um, and well, that's then great. Obviously, going to have all that uh, eggshell then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the room yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. It's going to be a Sorry. great room, actually. That's right. awesome. That's really good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, at the moment, I'm actually cladding at the moment, putting the walls up, the internal walls. Very nice. It's coming along. Then. So we're coming along. Yeah, good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, all this time of you not being able to do anything like creatively yet with the studio has allowed you to write, like getting things for your movie or getting all your stuff for your album. So yes. you're still getting the juices are still flowing. Yeah, and I'm doing a I'm doing a few video jobs as well. Yeah, so, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, but as I said, like I'm kind of pulling off the video until I until I, you get it done up. Yeah, because yeah. like you 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 know it. Yep. Where what you're shooting now is where where it's got to be now. Yes. That's where it's quality wise. For me to yeah. charge anyone a decent dollar to go film. Oh yeah, you got to do it. You got to have. You got to. Yeah, you can't just use this DSLRs anymore. But nah. they're, they're good for little jobs and, and for sort of fun little uh, promo things. But for proper work, you want to have something that's actually a video camera. Not, not, I mean, DSLRs are okay, but the best I can do really for a lot of them, a lot of them are 1080, which is all right for YouTube. But you want to be able to go to 4K so you can just edit in 4K. The, right. the, the quality you have in the dynamic range there is amazing, and just the lighting, the way the way the light hits the sensor, you can't beat that. You can't get that on a on a cheap camera. You got to you got to spend the money. But when you do, my God, the 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 luxury you well, have. Well, I'm seeing the difference. Oh, yeah, of course. And not only are you polishing turds these days, you're rolling them in glitter. <laughs> and the glitter in 4K is amazing. Well, it's very, very sparkly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Naomi's going to be here when we get here today. Naomi, um, Glenn. Um, I'm going to try and pull Naomi in for an interview, so hang around. Good stuff. Coming up soon is uh, Naomi from... 
From Icarus Lips. From Icarus Lips, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she'll be... Uh, She's playing the role of... Um, of uh, well, I a, said door chick. Well, she pretty much is, but she's also she, she also can't. Well, that's, that's how they meet. Yeah, um, so, of but so, she's, she's a drummer in uh, the band. That, yeah, in the band, that's and, right. And, and the footage of her band oh, in this man. film is. Oh, I was stoked with that. There's it's no fact, other word for it, but sick. Oh, mate, and and just I'm glad I caught that angle of her because I thought, oh, it might, might look a bit too too obvious, you know, that, that sort of uh, the long depth of field. What was but, her name? Oh my god! Did you bring any scripts? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What it. was her name? Was it Jess? No, 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 name is name in the in the film. That's Naomi, is it? No, 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 no. It's um, it's uh, oh god, what is it? I I use it as an anagram of her name. Oh, what? <coughs> Jesus Christ, what is it? <laughs> it's only my film. My God, um, Erica, uh, Erica, Erica, oh, Erica. Yeah, Erica Toyman, which is actually an anagram of Naomi, Naomi Tracy. So it's um, Erica Toyman. So all the names are. They are. But not of not of everyone's name. Your name is an anagram of someone. Yeah, it? I know. I know who yeah, mine is. But, but, but everyone, not, but uh, uh, Glenn's isn't. Yep. He's the only one. But the rest of them, all the band names are pretty much anagrams of their names. So I've used anagrams to name the characters and also to name their bands. Most of them, um, or name the character. Like one of the characters, uh, the the guy who plays the drummer in Glenn's fake band when he starts up, is um, an, anagra- an anagram of um, of Keith Moon. Um, so he's Mike. Mike. Um, uh, what's his last name? Doom. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah okay. so, so basically I'm using anagrams of, of well-known musicians or people in the scene currently in Perth. So that'll be a, that's like a, what do you call them? Easter eggs. Well, yeah, For people it is. to find. It is, exactly right. So you've got to work out, oh, is this person named after themselves or are they named after another famous sort of drummer or uh, of someone in the in the current Perth scene? Yep. Um, or, or just, uh, you know, are they names, are they anagrams of the band's real name? So that, that's what, it, it's cool, I like that. I like having that little, that little sort of Easter egg in there. <laughs> that sun's not down as, I don't think it's down enough for Nosferatu oh, to be there yet. No, he won't be there. No, I, I told him seven because I know that when... He doesn't live far away and he does only have to turn into a bat and fly there. So. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Yeah. I think he sends his guitar and stuff by Uber. <laughs> I actually told him to bring his guitar to, in case so we could do a tight shot of me just singing in a mic. Yeah, that, that, that's fine, that's fine. Because yeah. everything's different. Exactly right, that's good. Oh, yeah, another, another pitfall, I suppose, is that um, yeah, filming the, the same scene on different dates in Far Away um, is, it can be obviously troubling if, if someone's changed their hair colour, which two of the girls have. Um, and, <laughs> and also, um, yeah, like you said with you, like when you're not sure, if, if, if maybe you shaved and you forgot you, or you didn't realise you shaved. I couldn't or, remember how I had my face hair. Or in the case of the main character, Glenn, uh, Lenny, um, has lost his jacket that he was using in one of the scenes, so he's got to find another jacket the same, or we're going to reach you that scene. Things like that. They're, they're, they're things you wouldn't normally think of as little. That's why it's good to have a wardrobe. <laughs> well, that, that's it. And, and just and leave then, it there. You're right. And you're then right. what I would actually do is to say, right, donate some clothes. Yeah, and just leave them there. And then leave them lock with and, me. Lock and, key. and I will keep them <laughs> because that's it's what so like, true. I've got mine. mine in a bag. It's something I hadn't, I hadn't thought of. I hadn't thought. So I keep my wardrobe in a bag. Yeah, 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 right. And it comes out and it, gets, and it goes back tonight in the bag. It goes home and gets washed. <laughs> All right? It goes home and gets washed and it goes back in that bag for yeah. the next time I film. That's nice. That's good. That's good. So. Beautiful. That's another thing. If that's you're going to make yourselves film clips or yep. a little movie, another great little tip. If you're doing it like we are and it's kind of a case where... It's low budget, and yep. it's it's we're, we're sort of flying by the seat of our pants a little bit. We are, yeah, and we have to sort of use the same venue on different dates. We can't use it for the That's one right. day because it's so. And you can't rely on people to rock up wearing the same stuff. Oh, which is so exactly. Maybe as a, as a, as a tip, get them to donate some clothes through the shooting. Yep. You archive it. Yes. And then when you're shooting, you throw it in the back and you bring the wardrobe and then they've got it. There it is. Put it's that it's on. so true. Literally think of it as a costume, not as a normal clothes. You have to. You're right, you're right. Because I, that's one thing I anticipated being a problem. And my God, <laughs> it's been pretty tough. 
So, but tonight will be good because the only time you were seen was in the band part, which I can just reshoot again tonight. Well, so, well, so that's yeah, fine. The only, well, we've got the band parts where I'm mucking around and, and exactly. it looks close enough. All right, good. That's but good. That, we'll just go in tight. Okay, cool, cool. Because on the tight one. Yep. Yeah. That's fine, though. That's good. That's good. So. But yeah, it's amazing. Like, and when you hear about um, things like, like Lord of the Rings that were shot over like four, four years. And even some of the scenes that were shot four years apart were in the same one movie. You think, how the hell did they manage that? It must have been because they had a, a, a costume. Well, that's why it costs so much. They have nutritionists to get them to the weight that they've got to oh be my God. You got for it. the film. You'd be surprised. It's yeah. amazing how, how, how much control there is. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. So, so yeah, it's good. I mean, in a way... Anyone that picks up these things in the film yeah, that yeah, we're doing yeah. and picks on it... Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, yeah. you. You're right, but fuck off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, like, you, maybe we're sitting there at uh, Cairns or Sundance. And, yeah, that's right. And you're seeing it and you're like, uh, uh, someone will go, oh, Peter Ancillo done a remarkable job uh, with uh, his film Anticipation. However, the consistency of the actor's weight gain and sudden rapid loss, and then, and then, but then maybe we have to address it in the film, like yeah. have someone doing heaps of crack that night, yeah, 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 and yeah. then four days later they haven't <laughs> ate or drank in the next scene, and they're like, "What's wrong with you, man?" Coming down after four days on the gear, or the scene of them going into the toilet, then we come back a few months later, they've lost weight, they come out, and it's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Oh. Fell asleep. Fell asleep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fell asleep. Well, where? <laughs> In the cistern. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, it's hilarious. But yeah, so apart from that, like a couple of little things, I mean, everything else is wicked. It's going to be a lot easier. So most of these dialogue scenes now we have, we've got the, we've got the basement scene. Uh, we've got a couple of things to touch up again at the Deville's pad. Uh, well, the Badlands, sorry. Um, but they're, they're incidental things. They're really small things. It's just it's scenes where you have them on the same night talking to each other, but that night is shot over a few different months. That's the, they're, they're the tough ones. Um, and luckily, there's not many of those. We've actually been pretty consistent. I like the dialogue with uh, Lisa. Oh, Lisa and Glenn? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's a good scene. In fact, we're going back to reshoot Glenn's scene, uh, Glenn's responses to that, because I, I, I filmed him... I didn't think it was that big an issue, but apparently there's this thing called the 180 rule, um, which is if you're watching someone talking from the left and they're, they're, they're facing right and, you, and they're talking to someone in a chair, yeah. and then you then shoot the other person they're talking to in the same angle, yeah. it, it feels weird. Yeah. Um, so you, I, I've got to go back and reshoot him facing her. Even though they were, uh, the angle I got from him yeah. was, looks the same. It's, it's, it's like they're sort of facing the both facing the same way. Uh, I, you know what I mean? I so thought that, that as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, I'm going to go back and reshoot that one so he's facing her. And I could just sort well, of... You don't need her. You just need him. I, I, that's what I'm doing, yeah. yeah. And show him, like... And, and basically facing her. because The good the thing is, you've actually got that online. So you can sit there and go, yeah, 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 that's watch right. that. That's, that's right. That's exactly what you said. That's right. React like that again, except yep. for she's there. And do the old Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sticks yeah, yeah. up there. That's yeah, yeah. I, I, I may even sit in the seat. Opposite well, you just put a guitar case there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so he and, knows. And then I will tell you what you do at home is print out a picture of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Just cut a head out and stick it there. <laughs> that's true. How <laughs> funny would that be? Yeah. And, 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 and sort of like cut the mouth so I can go like up and down like a like a, a pedal bob. Well, so to talk. <laughs> above and beyond, Pete. Yeah, that's right. Above and beyond. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, the, apart from that, uh, that, that, that seems great, and, and I'm looking forward to when they finally play. That song, you know, that, that, that moment is going to be so cool in the movie. Yeah, true. Um, really, really nice. Just to, and, and the whole point of that, that scene is it's a random jam. That, they, that you know, he's, he's fed up with 
that, that scene in particular that um, Joe's talking about is when he goes, he's had a really bad experience at his album launch. He's down in the dumpster, he goes to an open white night just to sort of get, 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 just be by himself. That sounds like my comedy career, Pete. Oh, really? <laughs> I can't even get a five minute. Maybe I've ripped it in, in the too many dudes, but I can't even get a five minute open mic spot at the moment. You can't really? Oh, I haven't really tried hard. But, ah, right, okay. But that's where I'll, I want to go back in and just do, because I want to get more minutes under me belt Yeah. on doing comedy without a guitar. Really? Yeah. Okay. So for me, it's like me singing without a guitar. Okay. But do you find that's like a crutch, like having well, a, just having is, it on if you. The that... jokes are fucking dying. Yeah. My songs, I know are yeah. good. Yeah, 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 that's right. And they they carry through, and people get into it. And Exa- exactly, they do, they do. It's true. You know, but yeah. So interesting. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, but in saying that, Pete, we are at the venue. We're at the venue. Very nice to see the uh, it was cool. sun setting over the uh, Actually, harbour there in Fremantle. I, I might even get a shot of the of the venue. Um, like an establishing shot of the venue um, before the gig sort of thing uh, of the, with the camera with, at, at the moment the light's great yeah, the light is basically almost at sunrise, sunset so it's a nice creamy sort of yellowy colour on the venue is back enough then to yeah yeah totally so anyway we'll let you guys go at yep. home coming up soon we've got an interview with uh, Naomi Naomi Erica Tracy who is Erica <laughs> that's right Constantinople in the film <laughs> and uh, yeah we'll talk to her a little bit about uh, some things like uh, her band, yes. Icarus Lives, and Icarus what's lives. happening, and what's it like to be a, uh, uh, a an actress, dr- a little drum girl, out <laughs> in the Sea of Perth. All right, talk soon. Stay tuned. Uh, Pete, have you got a song we can listen to? Oh, look, yeah, I think it's got to go through that saying. You've got to have Icarus Lives. Yeah. Now, the one you want to hear is Disease. Icarus Lives, Disease. I, so, reco- I recorded this album, so I'm pretty proud so of it. So coming up soon is is. Icarus Lives. Is, no, well, we're about to play that now. We're okay. about to play Disease by yep. Icarus Lives. Yep. Coming up very soon is Naomi Tracy, and she is the drummer from that band. Oh, my God. About to... Uh, Segway. About to yeah, move straight <laughs> in on the uh, on an interview here on Stacks. Stay tuned. On you, mate.
to Stacks, and uh, that was Disease by Icarus Lives. And you know what? Due to the magic of the airwaves, uh, well, someone's just wandered in, and uh, we have got Naomi Tracy from Icarus Lives sitting right beside me. Mate, how the fuck are you? I'm pretty good. That's a pretty wild song. Yeah, uh, well... Is, is it your favourite on the album? Oh, that's a hard question. That's a bit of a curveball of a question. It's a, it's a shit question to ask someone because they're yeah. like children, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, look, it it's definitely one that I really love playing. It's one I'm really proud of. Um, but I have to say, it, well, it was one of my favourites. Uh, and then we recorded Haunting, and that became my favourite. And then we recorded Never Enough, which is track ten. And I have to say that is. Probably winning by a very small margin as my favourite. Yep. But, uh, yeah, no, Disease is a really fun song to play. Yeah, usually you come out hard on the first first song, don't you? Like, you throw a real good one in, and then you back it up with something fairly solid, mm. then you wane off on the third, and then the fourth always seems to be the, the, the one that's going to be the hit. Yeah. And then you kind of, like, go anywhere for the next four to five songs, and then you bring it off with, like, the 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 big long song at the end, the swan yeah. song. Yeah. With doing an album, there is a bit of a, I don't know, I wouldn't say <laughs> art to it, but people tend to sort of do that kind of oh, thing. Oh, look, there's a science behind it, as there is with most things. Um, you know, there's, especially with set lists and stuff, you know, you want to, like you said, come in hard hitting, you know, grab everyone's attention, go, hey, hello, we're here. And then you can sort of, towards the middle of the set, you know, mellow it down a bit. You know, everyone can go get a beer or whatever, or they can stick around, which we much more appreciate than doing, and then go out with something even catchier than the first one, get them a little earworm, so they go and buy an album, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, we, we've got a different theory. We play our best three songs straight up. Oh, yeah. That way they'll hang around for at least those. Yeah. And then if they do fuck off, they'll sort of think in their heads, oh, those three songs are pretty good, next time I might hang around. But then we might hold one towards the back end that's pretty... Mm. For very last, we'll hold on to one that's usually pretty hardcore. So it's the last lasting image, but then we stack them all up the front. Yeah, oh, I don't know. It depends on how you want to do it, really. Yeah. Now you're uh, you're in the upcoming feature film Anticipation as well. Yes. <laughs> and you play Erica. Yes, Erica Toyman, as I've been told. I thought it was Troyman. And Toyman. of course, I, it's an anagram of my name. And of course, I <laughs> only have one R in my entire name. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, Troyman to me sounds, you know, slightly less innuendous as Toyman. Toyman. <laughs> Toyman. <laughs> for fuck. <laughs> is, that, is that why? Because you're always de Toyman? Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't even know what you mean by that, but I well, just know it sounds good. You're de not to be called Toyman? Oh, right. Yeah. There we go. Fucking drummer moment fucking there. Fucking dad's joke. <laughs> Since I've been a dad, I'm, I've got license to dad joke the fuck out of everything. And it's, <laughs> Fair it's, enough. It's dad jokes are good. great. It's probably not good. My girlfriend hates my puns and my dad's joke. Dad jokes. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually have this one. What did one saggy tit say to the other? Oh. This will be a good one. Oh, I can't think of it. If we don't get some support soon, someone will think we're nuts. Ah. Uh, Do you know, I walked into my grandma one day and I could hear this. Oh, oh, oh. I was a bit worried because I was shower. Oh, me back. Oh, Joe, come and help. Oh, me back. Me back. I walk in and I said, what's the problem? She said, oh, I think me back's fucked. I can't stand up. I said, Nan, you're standing on your left tit. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. <laughs> 
it's not even funny. It's like not funny that so yeah. makes it funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Nan loved that joke. <laughs> <laughs> she loved it. Yeah. So um. So Eric. So what 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 do you play? I know you you're like the door girl at uh, Max Tempo's big concert. Yeah. With twelve people. Yeah. The big the big uh, the big concert down in the Swan Basement. Twelve S- pages. Swan Basement. <laughs> yeah. I love playing the role. I'm playing the role for those that are listening of a complete cockhead. It's so funny though. I don't like, even have to act. <laughs> I was gonna say like you don't even have to try that hard, and there's no offense to you. In fact, it's a fucking credit. You know, <laughs> it just, it's great. Oh god, I spend most of the time just laughing. I swear to God, <laughs> That's why I'm not. I'm not even acting. I'm just acting like a fucking twat as usual. Yeah. <laughs> now you um you play with Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Cam Man. Yeah, Cam Michael. Play me a song. Bom, 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 bom. You would play quicker <laughs> if you got off the bong. Dum, dum. So he, That's uh, pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. So I love watching that guy play. He, I, I'm, I'm a yeah. bit of a, I'm a closet fan. Like I'm sort of, a, I don't tell him, but I, I am a fan of his guitar work. He is uh, really quite tight when it comes to sweeps and, you know, I mean like, any anyone's better than than guitar better at sorry guitar than me, but Cameron specifically like just I don't know I don't pick up a guitar around him. <laughs> He's really good. It's good to see young dudes because you guys are young, say compared to me. Young dudes and I grew up in the throes of when metal really emerged, when mm. Anthrax hit the scene, when Metallica were young, yeah. when uh, that thrash sort of metal scene just took off. And it was really new back then, but I know there's been a whole wave of different types of metal that have come through after that. Yeah. And there was metal before that, like early days Black Sabbath and Deep Purple, blah, blah, blah. We yeah, yeah. But there was that thrash scene that sort of that, that emerged and that kind of spawned than all this other stuff that which we sort of hear of today. And, but it's good to see some young guys that get it. Yeah. They get that old metal. Yeah, I mean, like, Cameron listens to a lot of Black Sabbath and, you know, Deep Purple, like you said, and Anthrax, Metallica, Iron Maiden, you know, are a big influence on his particular style of playing. And uh, Tiberi's as well, actually. You know, and then we've got, you know, Chris, who is just big into, like, Cannibal Corpse and... You know, all the sort of death metal style of things and Cradle of Filth and Behemoth and that kind of thing. You know, he really loves it. And then, and then you got me and Sarah, who I guess are into more... Aqua? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> the, that Barbie Girl song's pretty good, eh? Oh, no. I would love to see someone metal the fuck out of, I'm a Barbie girl. I actually, I genuinely think that that has been done. I mean, like, yeah. YouTube, and I'm, I'm fairly sure it's been done. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> <Made of> plastic. <laughs> um, but like you know, you, you got me and Sarah, who like you know, one of my favorite bands is Paramore, and yep. I love their new stuff as well because I, I do like that eighties pop sound. But Sarah is like into you know her main influences are like Evanescence and you know Paramore and Bring Me the Horizon that kind of style. So she like a lot of delays in that and, and yeah, and she likes and stuff that like sort that. of yeah. like uh, what's the word? Um, soundscapey sort of effects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, I go from, you know, liking pop and some Taylor Swift and, you know, I'm not even afraid to say that Taylor Swift, you know, she she kind of some catchy shit. I ain't afraid to fucking admit that. And then I go to, you know, In This Moment and fucking Ramstein and, you know, it's just, 
I mean, like, if it's good, it's good, right? I like that Taylor Swift, she wears dinner, I wear short shorts, or something like that. Mm. That's a early, early, you're buzzing. I know I'm buzzing. I'm about to, <laughs> that's, that's my girlfriend. Now you're glowing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's my girlfriend. Well, we, it's funny because Kenneko rang me earlier, my wife, mm. and Pete and I were recording. So <laughs> feel free to answer it and you can say, and she's just called in. G'day, you call a one and then we can sort of, she can win a prize. Hang on, I'll just text her, let her know. I will ring her yeah, eventually. Very short. It's getting close to her bedtime, you know, 8.58. Oh, is that the time, 8.58 every, 8 every night? 8.58, yeah. So she skips to bed before Big Dog. Yeah, probably, you know. What time does Big Dog go to bed these days? Oh, fuck, I don't know. I actually probably don't even get Big Dog over here. That's a Newcastle thing. Uh, Evan used to go to bed with Big Dog. Explain this big dog thing. I don't really well, get it. Well, big dog was... He was a dog. Right. Before you think it's just some big hairy dude. Um, he was a dog. He was like a kid's... I don't know. He was like a TV... Who else, Who have we got here in WA? He's like a fat cat. Remember fat cat? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Before he got done for not wearing pants. <laughs> was that right? Yeah, no, I think I actually remember it. Like, it was on Channel 10 and all that kind of thing, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I literally, like, when Fat Cat or, like, any of the, you know, Goodnight Kids stuff came on TV, I used to switch the channel so I did not have to go to bed at 7.30. I used to tape, tape Big Dog. Really? And I used to just, like, like fucking people up. <laughs> like, you'd be sort of halfway through watching, like, Neighbours, and then mm. I'd, like, I'd go out and make something, like, a cup or something, like, come back in, you'd, like, Big Dog would be going to bed, and they'd be like, oh, fuck, it's that time already. <laughs> You know, just sort of, no, nah, I didn't really do that. But it would have been fun. <laughs> it would have been good. Now, you were doing a bit of radio recently. And, I was. and you're not doing it now, or are you thinking of doing it again? Or Oh, uh, look, um, the environment, like, the, the very concentrated learning environment that I was in, so I'm not doing it anymore. Um, just, like, so stressful when it came to the band because, you know, I was told, well, you got to choose one. It's either the band or the industry. Like, you can't have both. And I was thinking, well, fuck off. Of course you can have both. And then it... You know, I was just got to the point where I kept getting asked and they were like, you know, you can only get jobs interstate. And I was like, well, fuck this. Music's always going to win. Yeah. You know, it's always going to win. It's been my first love since I was, you know, since I could fucking walk. And it's not like, uh, well, unless you're uh, a shock jock or you're one of the top rating DJs, there's not really a financial gain in massively no. in doing it. You can cut a living. I mean, I've got some friends that do it. Mm. commercially, and, and they, they make a living out of it, but you are very, very controlled into, into yeah. your output and all that kind of stuff as well, <laughs> I mean, which, it, which you're aware of fully. So. In in some senses, it's somewhat the same as the music industry, but to more so of an extent, and I'll explain why. If someone doesn't like you or, you know, your ratings are too low, you get kicked off the radio station, you've got no job, you know, whereas... You know, with any other job, say, like, I'm in hospitality. I've got two jobs in hospitality. And um, it doesn't matter whether or not the fucking customers like me. I don't fucking like them either. I get the job done and they fucking eat the food or, or not. They come up and tell me that it's disgusting and I go, yeah, right. You ate and you ate it, though. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the people that complain about the food after they've eaten a the whole lot. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? I haven't got any fucking product to refund you for, so yeah. how's so... about now? <laughs> Yeah, I could. I see your point there. Yeah. Do you um, do you do you wish you could do it in your own sort of? Yeah. Look, I, I your the, own way. The thing I miss the most about being in radio, especially in radio uh, college, was my metal show. Yep. Like I lived and breathed that show. I fucking loved it so much. You know, I had a tattoo. Um, you know, a tattoo studio who sponsored my show and. 
It was great. Like that literally at the end of the day was the reason why I got up and went to TAFE. Yeah. So that's like, if I could do it in my own little way, give it my own little spin, it would just be a heavy metal radio station, but I don't know how to make money out of that. So you went to TAFE to learn to host radio. Mm. Well, that for me is kind of a bit of a weird thing because I mean, I've, I did a bit of radio as well. I got kicked off very quickly, not because <laughs> of do? I. You've seen how my mind works, yeah. right? So, <laughs> if you ever listen to this podcast, you kind of know where my mind's at. Yeah, it's not good for commercial radio. That's yeah. why podcasting for me has been a godsend because yeah. there's no censorship. There's no. Filter, so I could be yeah. a complete fuckhead which I am 99.95% of the time, and just be me and just say unfiltered shit, which people sometimes is funny, sometimes it's terrible, sometimes it's got double entendres and people can think what the fuck they like, but I can get away with it and people can listen. And, and it's more relaxed. Like, like here we are now. We're sitting here at Fremantle outside the... Uh, Swan basement. The Swan Basement in my car <laughs> doing a podcast. I actually got a funny story about the Swan Basement, right? Yep. So... Like, way back when, 2013, yeah, it's 2017 now, <laughs> just to clarify, I'm still in this year. Um, Tav and I were actually, you know, Tav, the guy, one of the guitarists in my band, uh, were actually in a band called Imagad. And now, the first gig I ever played, I didn't get to play. And I'll tell you why. We were playing the, the lounge up upstairs, and um, the guy who was supposed to be supplying the drum kit never fucking showed up. Oh. So I'm out in this car park here just fucking hitting shit because I'm so mad. Like, you know, this is the first time I've been able to fucking play a show and there's no fucking drum kit. You would have been pumped for it. I was so fucking excited. But it's all right. We, the, the next time we came back was with Icarus Lives and we actually played our first show in the basement. This is where we were born. This place here has got, uh, it's got a lot of history. I love the basement. It's... How everyone that plays music, everyone, I don't care who you are, everyone's played the basement. Yeah. And no one gives it the credit that it deserves. It's a fucking shithole and it's beautiful. Well, it's a shithole, but it wears it with pride. Yeah, it's a, you know? it's a beautiful <laughs> place. It is a shithole. It's got, it, nothing's changed. It's still got the same carpet it probably had when they erected this fucking building in 1605. I was about well, to say, I bet you it hasn't fucking changed in like 20, 30 years. No, nah, it hasn't. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Like... I'd hate to think what's under the carpet and sort of. Oh but no! That's, like mold but that's, that's what fucking... I love about the place, and and we go on about, especially me. I grew up in the grunge era. It was all fucking spit on the floor and you know whatever. But it was it was spit all on about the floor, shit on the floor, <laughs> yeah, shit on your guitar. Um, so yeah, play. That's how. Yeah, that's why you get that <laughs> that muddy sound. It's all, it's all that crap all over. That's, your, no, literal it's, crap all it's over. It's not your distortion. It's that's just no, shit. No ex, extortion. No, it's ex, excrement. But ex either way, um, <laughs> but <laughs> fucking tangents. But it's great. Yeah, but that's what I love about the place. You walk in there and it's seedy as fuck, but it's like home. It's like I don't know. Like you don't. You want a place where you can cut loose and. You know, if you want to rub one out on stage, oh, for fuck's sake. you can rub one out on stage, <laughs> and you know what? You're not going to fuck the decor. No. Do it at the llama bar, and you're going to slip over. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, it's like I was about to say period, but I thought in the con in the <laughs> well, con be in the context of what I was saying, I thought I better not say that. Well, you know, glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't even bring it up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, the carpet's red anyway. <laughs> 
I mean, fun tip, right? Because you and this is why we don't do radio. <laughs> yeah, yes. Funny tip, right? I learned this is going to be disgusting. I don't think I've ever told anyone about this. I learned through a very fucked up mistake that if you don't clean your underpants while you're bleeding and you leave it for two weeks, it turns green. I left them in a bucket. Wow. That's fucked up, isn't it? And I well, it's no, because that, that would actually be, scientifically, if we look at it... It'd be gangrene. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole gang. <laughs> Probably. A whole, whole gang's been... A whole gang of bacteria and pathogens. <laughs> no, but what it is is, yeah, it is exactly that, bacteria. And it's because you've got a lot of protein... Mm. And protein's great for spawning bacteria. And that's basically, it's fungus. Yeah. But if someone ever says to you, what do you do for a crust? You can now say with pride, I leave my undies on for seven days. <laughs> <laughs> nasty, nasty, nasty. But yeah, I wasn't wearing them to clarify. I left them in a bucket. I was meant to fill it up with water and fucking, you know, shit to get it out. Bleach. Not, no, Lots not of bleach. bleach. <laughs> no, not bleach. Salt. Acid. Salt, sulfuric salt, acid. Salt draws... Um, blood out of anything you can do that with the meat and stuff like it'll land this in hospitality so I just put fucking salt in the water and, you know hey bingo True. brand new underpants True, it's all the starch isn't it yeah pretty much very good that's awesome that was a fucking great tangent to go on not only it? are we awesome at like the rock stories and that we also have some very good educational tips there for, yeah there you go so, fucking uh, nice cleaning your undies with Naomi yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> Uh, Icarus bleeds. No, no. we got a song. We got a song called "Now I Bleed," and now it's got a whole new context thanks to this podcast. Yeah, for sure. We might have to play it later. Yeah. But, <laughs> Fuck. Well, just want to. We wanted to tell you a little bit. We were in there filming. We're filming a scene for anticipation, and I thought it would be funny because there's a scene where I'm on my phone and I'm like disinterested in the music that's going on because I'm a wanker. It's fucking hilarious. And. Uh, so Naomi, in her character as Erica, comes over and she says to me, like, oh, uh, you know, like, we well, I don't want to give too much away. Fuck, you got to wait for the movie. But she comes over and I'm on my phone. And what I put on my phone was this rather <laughs> well-built so lady. Up. Really, she had what I'd call a festively plump figure. Yep. That's a fucking that's massive... A really, it's a big festival, isn't it? That's that's a, a, that was a fucking great way of putting that. And I then, actually have to give you kudos and for then, that. And then, uh, yeah, but she's dancing around and she's got these undies on and an almighty skid mark. <laughs> that's fucking terrible. So the, so the scene was like, she's coming over and then, like, I knew you would look at my phone. I knew at some point you would look at my phone, like, what? Because you just... When someone's got a screen on, the hum, human nature, you just can't not look at it. Yeah. So... I, I'd done that on purpose, and, and Glenn's looking down, and he's trying not to lose it, and you've rocked over, and it was brilliant. It was just perfect. I just lost my shit. <laughs> it was fucking great. So did she. Talking about skid marks, i got another story. Yes. So, I don't particularly remember this, but my dad very much does. I was have about, like, what, four? No, nah, probably less, probably about two. Anyway, we had a pool in um, Kalaroo. Way back when, you know, in the nice old houses up north, and up north, in the northern suburbs. And um, um, I'm, my dad and my, and my dad's friend, who I call my uncle, it was unnecessary fucking information, but anyway, let's go on a tangent, you can do it properly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting changed into my, into my togs, and I've taken my underpants off, and put my, my bottoms on, and, you know, put the, the top on, and then I've looked at my underpants, and I had to fucking take, take a double look. Yeah, double take. And I've picked them up and I've had a look at them and then I've gone, you know, flicked them away in disgust. There's a fucking skid mark on them, apparently. Ah, it's a fucking daily occurrence for me. <laughs> I actually had explosive diarrhea today. 
Oh fuck! I wish. fed I fed Kiki lunch, and then I had some. Uh, I had a little bit of. Uh, gave Kiki some lunch, and then I had a couple of sausages, which my old girl gave me. They were frozen. Maybe they've been unfrozen, frozen a few times. Yeah. And I thought they tasted funny. Yeah. They were obviously bad. Yeah. But. I dipped them in sauce and just ate them anyway. And then about half hour later, I went to, you know, when you're playing with your, well, you probably don't know when you're playing with your daughter, but I'm playing with my Kiki, with my daughter Kiki, and like throwing her up in the air and catching her, all that kind of stuff. And then it was only the slightest strain. Yeah. And I went, and then as she's come down, I've caught her. Like I tensed up and just let go. Oh, no. And then I'm trying to like run to the shower. <laughs> and. There's like, it's just drip, 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 drip. Oh, no. And I'm going, holy fuck, like, I'm so glad I'm home. Just yeah. straighten the shower, everything off. Like, just hopped in the shower, clothed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it was just no. before I come down here. Fucking and, waffle stop that shit. Oh, it was, uh, <laughs> it was just like, I, it, yeah, I mean, it's happened in the past, but it's, <laughs> I'm just so glad I was home. I think. <laughs> There's no place like home. There's no place like home. <laughs> My daughter's sitting there looking, wanting to hop in the shower with me because she, she'll often jump in. Can it, we've got a shower, a communal shower in our house. Yeah. So it's like the whole family can hop in it. Yeah. And there's like taps everywhere and everything. And you're just like, we just, I don't think what you will, I don't give a fuck. But like, Kenneka and I, I'm probably, Kenneka's going to hate this, but we all jump in together and we have a shower and, and Kiki will jump in and it's a bit like a swimmer pool of jets, but we'll clean it, you know, and we, yeah. we, We'll jump in and clean Kiki up and have a shower and then we all hop out together and it's just something we do. They mm. do it in Japan, so that's probably why we do it uh, at home. But anyway, so I'm in the shower cleaning myself off and Kiki's like thinking, oh, I could just jump on in. And I'm like trying to hold her with one clean hand because I've washed my hands, holding us, keeping her at bay, trying to undress myself, <laughs> wash everything, turn taps on. Get rid of it. was just a fucking, it was a farce. It was, it was really. It was a shitstorm, really. It was a, it was a shitstorm. <laughs> it was a shitstorm. It was a literal storm of shit. It's <laughs> fucking great. And that was today. Um, so, how did we get to that? Well, I'm about to take that, you know, not quite to the extent of where you've gone, but like, I, you know, if we're talking about like, um, you know, communal, I guess I'm going to call it communal shitting, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, as, as you know, my band's been done a bit of traveling and all that kind of thing. And one thing that always consistently sticks, especially after we went to Bali in 2015, <laughs> <laughs> is, um, is probably not as bad as what you think it is. Like the, the boys, you know, they'd spend fucking 10, 15 minutes on the shitter. And then there's me. I go in 30 seconds later, I'm out. It's like, cool. Don't go in there. It stinks. And they're like, you can't possibly have taken a shit in 30 seconds. I went, yeah, it's like straight out. Teflon turds. Yeah, it's just gone. I love Teflon turds. You hardly have to wipe your ass. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, depends if it's runny or not. Today, I could have fucking. What would have been funny is if I tried to wipe my ass with a plastic bag. <laughs> you just needed a bidet. Well, I kind of did bidet it. <laughs> we got one of those. We got a, a handle one where it's like it's got a jet, and I was just jetting the fuck out. <laughs> The back, I was just like, yeah. Jumbo bidet. <laughs> it's, 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 it's actually a fire hose. It's the, it's the emergency <laughs> fire hose if the house catches on fire. Um, and I think it's something at about 4,000 pounds per square inch of jet. 
So basically it was like, no, I didn't stop it just cleaning myself up. I, I went full colon irrigation <laughs> to the point where it was making me cry. That could have been just the you water. You know, you can hydrate yourself that way. Yeah, I heard that. Bear Grylls, yeah. man, he teached, taught me a lot. That was disgusting, though, because on the telly show, he was stuck out at sea. He was on a fucking raft of... I don't know. You don't know how real this shit is. He's got a fucking cameraman and everything. He's probably got a fucking yacht out on the horizon. Anywho, um, he's gone to this fucking little, little rock in the middle of the ocean. Like, how the fuck do you find a rock in the middle of the ocean that's, like, you know, roughly the size of this car? Anyway, he's, you know... Does he get stranded on it? No, no, oh. no. He's like, oh, you know, you need to find water and all that, blah, blah, blah. This water isn't clean, so you can't drink it. But you can insert it in your anus and it'll fucking... You know, it's got bird shit in it and everything, right? You can insert it in your anus and it'll hydrate you. And I'm like, that's fucking disgusting. Shit's supposed to come out, not go in. That's wicked. <laughs> Have you ever imagined like having bare grills come around to your party? It's like, oh fuck, this party's pretty boring, and you're like, oh no worries, man. Bear grills will be here in about five minutes. Yeah. He's coming to the party, and then like everyone's waiting, and bare grills walks out. Okay, you know, like it's really, really good to be at this party. You know, I look around at the party, and I can see there's danger everywhere. So you need to be prepared. And then it says, hey, bear, do you want a fucking drink, mate? He goes, no, don't worry about it. I bought my own piss. <laughs> Oh, God. Stranded in the middle of free, I better drink my own piss. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> Stranded. He's on a pub crawl with fucking Bear grills. Well, it's been at least seven minutes since I've inhaled my last fucking pint. It's time to drink my own urine. <laughs> I wonder... I wonder... <laughs> oh, God. I call this the bubbler. The, uh, very... <laughs> the golden... The golden fucking fountain. <laughs> Uh, well, Jesus Naomi, Christ. it's been an absolutely shit conversation. <laughs> it has been pretty fucking terrible. I, I really enjoyed that. I th actually, I think that we need to... Uh, we'll do this again at some point. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to get your whole band in. I'm, I'm building a purpose-built podcast studio. Fuck yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that's going to be... <laughs> wow, I can just imagine the shit talking that's going to happen there. There'll be a good supply of liquor and we can, yeah, talk for hours. Fuck yeah, sounds like a plan. Mate, good luck with the movie. Yeah, you good, too, man. Good, good luck with the band. What's the uh, what's the next up and coming gigs like? Um, this will be uh, this will be available for listening to either tonight or tomorrow night. So, what's uh, what's on the horizon for Icarus Leaves? Uh, well, we're we're supporting our mates in Silent Night on November ten at Amps, um, and you know, great. We'll, fan. I love the Amplifier bar. Amplifier is so much fun to play. The stage is fantastic. We've got our friends uh, Wartooth coming over from Queensland on their Thrash Attack tour. I mean, don't quite be on that. I'm pretty sure it's called Thrash Attack tour. And Damnation's Day as well from uh, Victoria, pretty sure. So Melbourne. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be party at Amps. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. And, um, you know, because we're on first, we're giving away a T-shirt and a CD to the person who gets to, you know, who moshes out the hardest. So, you know, warm up your neck and get your mosh moves ready and just fucking, you know, break I, shit. I, uh... I, I, I played a gig, I can't remember where it was, and I can't remember which band it was, whether it was the Big Jack or Black Jack, but I remember there's a band come on after us, and they were reggae. Yeah. And the dude was up, like, headbanging pretty pretty gnarly, like, to our set, mm. so which makes me think it must have been Black Jack. And then this reggae band come out, and I look around, and that same dude's there <laughs> headbanging to reggae. It was, Fuck yeah. It made me, it just... He just he just broke down all barriers for me. 
So fuck yeah. Well, I want that guy at our show. <laughs> if he rocks, if I can find the footage, I'll show you. But if he rocks, because I, I filmed it, I couldn't help myself. I had to. Yeah, fair enough. But if he uh, if he does turn up to the show, yeah, and then he headbangs through the brakes. Man, that'd be. You know what? If you're gonna fucking go hard or go home. Give him Simply. not only the T-shirt, give you, you should throw it, you know what, this would be funny too. T-shirt, CD, neck brace. Yeah, all right, I'll fucking sign it too. Or, actually, even better, but I, I could be soliciting drugs, but T-shirt, <laughs> CD, anti-inflammatories. <laughs> yeah, those I can supply, I have anti-inflammatories with me all the time, my knees are fucked, so. Yeah, but how often, like, you wake up in the morning without a stiff neck. Because we've all been there, mm. been all constant. Come back next day, you're like, holy fuck, you know, I feel like you've stiff been, necks from uh, gone twelve rounds with friggin' yeah. yeah, with Mike Tyson. But a couple of anti-inflammatories the night before, it's just before you go to sleep, they go good with alcohol too. But just yeah, <laughs> drop uh, drop a couple of them and fucking happy days. Ibuprofen for the win. I'd never thought of that. So yes, I did learn something very educational. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anytime you'd like to talk experimental drugs, tune into Stacks. <laughs> Your supplier. Thank you now. All right, mate. Thanks. Peace out. Yep. Talk soon. Yep, absolutely. Catch ya. Oh, Slater. Slayer. They would have, they would have played it so. They would have made it cheesy. Or did you just make it so natural? It's wicked. Did you fart? No. <laughs> I must smell like that. I'm freezing. Well, we're back, Pete. We're back after uh, we've wrapped up that scene. Oh, fun times. It's never enough time. Like we Never was, enough time, mate. As I said, got here you, six. you do <laughs> underestimate timing a little bit. Totally. And that, 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 that's so true. I found, um, I tried to record dialogue and the bands in one night. That's too much. So I thought, okay, I'll just do dialogue. That's fine. So we started at six. I thought, oh, we'd have a 9.30. You know, six, three and a half hours. It's only a little bit of lines. Here we are, like quarter to 12. It's like, oh my God. But only because we wanted to get the perfect shots, and they were just so good. And I'm glad we hung around because the final shot of the movie, uh, the final shot of the scene tonight, was just too. You couldn't have planned it better. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and honest, and just I've got to say, standout performance tonight with uh, the, the uh, performance-wise was it was uh, our character Ryan, uh, Ryan um, Warden, who who's, who's who Jai plays. Nailed it. You, you, you brought that arsehole to life. <laughs> More so inside where I was like dismissing him. I was very dismissive. Ah, totally. Yeah. you got to be dis to be an arsehole. There's nothing worse than being dismissed and having people talk to you like you're nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the most horrible feelings it is. ever to experience. Absol absolutely, so absolutely. It was very easy to, uh, to, channel, <laughs> to channel that. Basically, I would probably like I, I, I know I can act, but I'm just yes. a, I'm not really good looking. So, um, if anyone out there wants an ugly bastard <laughs> who doesn't look good on film to appear in their films, uh, by all means, yeah, hit us up. But uh, I much prefer being on the other side of the camera. I really do. Oh, more, more I like more the production and editing and all that stuff. Oh, but, same, same. But I mean, but in saying that, when you know what you want, yes, it's easy to to. Well, in saying that, I mean, I had a clear idea in my head who this Ryan character was going to be like, and when I wrote him, I sort of had an idea in my head, and I think even you did. But when it was played out, he became a bit more real than the caricature I had in my mind. So, seeing you say those lines and giving the little looks. The in-between line stuff, I couldn't have written that. That, that, that was so dry, but it was just, 
it wasn't you. It was you. You were playing this role of someone who, um, who suddenly is materialised out of nowhere. He's, yeah, he's, he's a real person. This guy, Dry War, uh, Ryan Warden, is a real person, and you've made him come to life tonight. And I, it's the first time I saw him because last time we did this shoot, you could didn't have, didn't have time to do the lines because I'd made the lines and the uh, bands on the one night. So I hadn't seen him play yeah, out. straight away I knew that wasn't happening. Oh man, <laughs> that was that was ambitious. Because you need those two or three or four or five shots. I can, I can understand now when people have uh, like when, when film sets have like four or five weeks booked of fifteen-hour days every day. You can see why now because he's so so much time is set up, and just to get the lines right, and things might need to get changed at the last minute. Lighting might be a bit dodgy. Might might need to get batteries <laughs> tonight. It just honestly anything that could have gone wrong like, can go wrong. But tonight was one of those nights where it didn't happen. It was just, everything was flowing so nicely, packed in so much. It was I'm, I'm just beaming. It's amazing how well it turned out. Oh, really really cool. <laughs> Naomi did well. Naomi Tracy, she's awesome. Um, now it's she's just kind of I I love yeah I love her. She's great. <laughs> she's just a dude. She's such a cool dude. And I actually prefer the fact that she is a girl's girl, to, <laughs> yeah. to quote one of the lines. But because <laughs> but, it just, I don't know, there's just something like, she, like, as you just heard in the podcast when I interviewed Naomi, she does, she just lets it all hang out there. Like, awesome. We awesome. talked about shit. <laughs> we talked about periods and how, <laughs> how, how to remove them in the wash. Oh, my God. Not the periods, but the stains. <laughs> I talked about exploding assholes. Oh, my God. Uh, I had one. I had an episode of that today. And uh, we just opened up. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> and uh, we had a great conversation. So, yeah, it's been a pretty epic podcast once oh, again, Pete. And, absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that one. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Did you actually ever listen to it? Yes. Like you've got the, fucking time. The, the ones of you and I have, actually. I've put it on. Oh, so you're um, a narcissist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, <laughs> because actually uh, our good mate um, Dark Horse, Michael Anagno, said he, he listened to it um, and he's heard a couple of them and he said that the, the chemistry was so natural and it sounded so cool. And I, I personally don't, don't understand what that meant until I watched it back because we, we, we just talk all the time. So I don't know what that means. So when I heard it back, it was like, yeah, we, we were sort of just having a conversation. It didn't feel staged, but it was it was a nice flow. So I, heard, I, did, I did hear it back. It was nice. But yeah, I, it does. It does work. And like you know, I heard the one with you and Bell Harvey. Again, it was a nice interview, but it didn't feel that like the chemistry was there as much as when we just talk. I think because we've got you know we've got a decade on her as far as our relationship. You know, we, we know we know how to talk. Our rhythm is is really quite natural. Well, we never have you ever noticed we never really ever talk over each other. That's true. That's true. We tend to say the right thing at the right time without ever, and it just it does flow. Yeah, it does. You're right. I do find that with other people I can step on their toes a bit when I'm trying to talk or they're talking and, and you're, not, you're not sure when they've stopped talking and then you can talk then, you know? So it, it is harder. <laughs> I found that tonight with a bit of the free flow acting as well. Yeah, there was a bit it, of that. I, maybe I read your uh, your signals, Pete, your, you must. your mannerisms. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And vice versa. <laughs> that's right, it's true. Well, that's it because I wrote, I wrote the character with you in mind. It wasn't a case of, oh, who can play this now? That was you from the, the first time yeah, pen hit paper or oh thanks so it was like uh, I'm going to write this film and yep. I, I've got this role I need, I need a character who's going to do that <laughs> and I've got I'm going to make you know because it's it's a good one for Jai because he's a fuck <laughs> so I'm going to slot him in there and he's going to be a real knob now I've just taken uh, uh, there's probably a lot of people elements. listening going he actually is a real knob <laughs> but Take a look to anyone to this knob yeah to anyone listening can you imagine him playing a ruined knob easily? 
But I sometimes am a real. Oh, boy. sometimes I don't know. Are you? I mean, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Well, how did you get someone to marry you? You mustn't be that bad. <laughs> uh, she's Japanese, and there was a language barrier. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, she hasn't. She's starting to alert to the fact that I am a knob. Uh, what did she say the other day? It's uh, awesome. She goes, uh, I was saying something. She said, Joe, what? You are such bullshit. <laughs> Brilliant. I was oh. talking about distilled water. Yeah. And telling this dude that distilled water makes the best ice cubes. Right. And I said, oh, these are distilled water. And no, she thought I said that I was saying that they're distilled water. Okay. And I wasn't. I was actually saying just these aren't distilled water, but distilled water make the best ice cubes. Right, for, right. For when you have scotch of that, because it, it's got no impurities in okay, it. Okay, okay, yeah. And uh, she <laughs> leaned over at the table and she said, Jai, I went, what? That's not distilled water. <laughs> I went, yeah, I know. You are such bullshit. <laughs> That's brilliant. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I love it. Oh, she gets you so well. Got, she does. I've got the best wife on the planet. Yeah, I suppose. That's, it. Oh, that, that's the only one you need, really. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people think the reason I'm with a beautiful little Japanese girl is yep. small hands makes my dick look big. <laughs> on film. Well, show you, I'll show, you I'll show you the rest of you then. Well, how does that work with the hands? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, true. true. This massive body surrounding such a small, oh, yeah. a rather large, a rather small penis can cast a rather large shadow. You call her your moon. Because she's, she's your moon to your earth. She's. <laughs> but that's great. Like, and, and I mean, because when did I mean I don't know how deep you're going to go into it, but when did you guys actually meet? Was it during a? Uh, was it during a? Ironically, when you were doing pinnacle runs, weren't you? Like when you were doing touring work, tour work. Yes. And you're doing that now. Yes. But we so we, this is back in two thousand what. Three, four? Well, basically what I'd do on tour, Pete, is I'd, uh, I'd get everybody around the campfire. Right. And then I'd say, oh, I'm going to do a performance. Right. And then basically I'd come out naked. Yep. And I'd simulate <laughs> sexual positions. <laughs> and anyone that took the bait <laughs> were basically going to get a repeat performance, but there was <laughs> another person involved. And then what we'd try and do is we'd all get naked by the end of the night. Yep. And would probably reenact scenes out of the human centipede. Oh, Jesus. What scenes? All of them. Who brings a thread and needle? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, no, we don't. We do it out of... We, jo- we just love Oh, stapler, stapler. That's all yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, basically, the person at the front just needs to travel slower than the person at the back. Inertia. Yeah. Well, in, in everything. Inertia. <laughs> in Pete. In Phil, Ursha uh, <laughs> is not the only one we're in here. <laughs> I see. Oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, nice. That's very nice. Yeah, I've got him. I've got him again. You did. You did very well. <laughs> so yeah. So what year did you meet? Was it two thousand four or five? I remember it was around the time we started doing that other album, the serious album. You did. Yeah, it was when uh, with Ken. No, no, before Kenny that. Kenny could have been. No, it was before that. It was when you were doing things like Bitch Slide and, and, um, oh, and Emily. Oh, and whoa, what was that called? God, I don't even know. It had, had Surf Seeker on it as it's well. It's actually a really cool that was great CD cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got them put oh, away? I do, I do have some. You've got yeah. an archive somewhere? Yeah, for sure. Have for you sure. got a vault? <laughs> Not a vault, no, no. Do, um, you, do you want to hear a joke about a vault? Go on. A uh, German guy was walking down the street with a rather large stick on his shoulder. Right. And a guy walked past, he said, Oh, you must be a Paul Volta. Yeah. He said, Nein, I am German, but how do you know my name was Volta? 
<laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it's a fair question. Yeah, it's a very... <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> So yeah, that, that, I don't know what happened to that album. Was it an album or an EP? There was a lot of... I forget. Cause it was a few, I, all I remember is that she came in, and I met her the first time in my... Um, it must have been about post-2005, because I was in my new house that I'm currently in now. Um, whereas before, I recorded you in my old house, Mum and Dad's house, back in the early 2000s. God, what I thought you were a Christian. Yeah, you did. How funny is that? Yeah. I, I don't know if we talked about that before, but yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know where that came from either. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it's good to see uh, 15 blokes watching one bloke do a bit of work. <laughs> Bit of roadworks going on, love it. It's a human centipede again. Oh, you want? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So, uh, wow. So, what do you think about the the comedy idea that I had? What do you think? Oh, look, you're the riff. The riff, yeah. Yeah, oh, I love it. I like the idea of it. I like the fact that you're going to have side stories with all the band members. I reckon that's perfect. That's really cool. Um, I, I think now, setting wise, are we going to be looking at this as being like in the seventies or like? Nah, time. too hard. For, for, for purely for, for set? I time? think purely in current time. Okay, fair enough. Yep. They'll make it easier for sets, that's for sure. Much easier. That's good. And the idea, I, the, the other one I liked, the idea of him, was that you, there's a scene where he's going to go and he finds out these different riffs that cause different reactions. Yeah, that's going to be hilarious. I think it would be funny if you have like a Led Zeppelin, um, a Led Zeppelin one in there. And have a guy just sort of sitting there with like a, a knife on the table in a bath, and he goes, gets a knife and goes sits in the bath because it's a Led Zeppelin song. Because everyone says, "Oh, there's Led Zeppelin songs or Black Sabbath songs that make that committed, people commit suicide from." So oh, you, if you can allude to that in a weird way without being obviously, but like, then maybe like, like they're just cutting up silver <laughs> yeah, or something. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. Well, like you see the whole knife and the stabbing, and, that, <laughs> yeah. and then you look down, and he's in the bath eating silver sign. <laughs> Jesus. So, so some songs give you an, 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 an insatiable desire to eat silver side or, or to eat in the bath. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, there's the idea of, of there being certain riffs that give. And then you can have emotions. like the show like the the Alfred Hitchcock bit where yeah. blood's leaking through the bath. Yeah, but he kicks over the dye <laughs> for like his wife's clothes, and she's like, oh god. And then he comes out and he's pink. <laughs> Jesus. It's going to be ridiculous. Oh, I love it. He comes out and he's pink for the next three seasons <laughs> until he washes it off. Does that, that reminds me of that story. I think I've told it on the podcast where I right. coloured my knob black. Oh, you might have. I might have told you that You one. told us on tour. And then when you wash it off and that, it stayed purple for about, yeah. <laughs> you told us on tour. I don't know if it was on the, um, on the iPad, but, uh, on the iPod. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I did, but yeah. <laughs> if I haven't, write in, let us know, and I will tell that story. <laughs> But oh, it's, it's a true story. Absolutely gold. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the idea sounds cool. Are you thinking of it being like a full feature film? Full feature lens? Well, why not? We can. That's awesome. That's that, cool. That could be just a good follow-up to show you flex your wares. And it'd be good to like follow up a, a serious film with... That's a pretty heavy film. And, yeah, yeah. And, may, you know, and then maybe... I don't know. I just think it'd be a good way to go. And it wouldn't be hard. And it'd be good to have like the scene like where he's got a, just a mundane job. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Exactly it. No, there's so many possibilities there. And the thing is, you, the amount of the, the stories that you can come up with of just things that have happened, actually happened to you in your life that you can put on screen would be oh, awesome. Oh, basically, it could be almost like a reenactment of a lot of things it could in my be. life. Yeah. It could be. It's, it's awesome. Apart from the fact that, I mean, realistically, yeah. I'm a pretty ordinary guitarist and I'm a pretty, a pretty ordinary at what I do. I wouldn't say that. But I just sell it well. 
Well, yeah, you do. Of course you do. You know, like I sell it well. And well that's what a good guitarist does. They're, they're, well, they're but I'm, good a, I'm a comedian who's trying to be a rock star. Right, right, okay. Essentially, I'm a, I'm a comedian. Yeah, of course, of course. So it'd yeah, be yeah. nice to actually get back and do a film that <laughs> I can just go... Because even then, you just say, well, what about... And I've just bang, I'm on yeah, or something with the yeah, scene. Exactly, so yeah. it'd be nice to actually sit back and be in the, in the midst of doing something and I go, oh, you've got to try this. Yeah, 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 it'd yeah, be, yeah. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, totally, And totally. people always love... And the good thing about a comedy is you can get away with unpolishedness in a lot of the film. Of course you can, yeah. There's a movie called uh, Australian Pie. It's a rip-off of American Pie. Right. And it's got Ostentatious and a few other dudes in it. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and someone mentioned it. I think his name was Luke Heggie. A comedian from over east. Yep. And he mentioned about this this uh, film, so I of course had to go watch it. And it's terrible. It's a stupid. Ah. It's about a guy who was shagging a meat slicer. Right. <laughs> Stay with me on this okay, one. Go on, go on. Was shagging a meat slicer, and lopped off his knob. Right. And then he got a new one attached. It was a donation. And it's fucking massive. And every time he cracks a fat, he passes out. Right, okay. Because too much blood goes to his skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's sort of how it was. But the anyway. story, but it was, outside of that, was it any, Was it worth watching? Is it sort of funny? Uh, it was pretty bad. Dumb, I mean, yeah. I'm sure we could do a much more polished performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have it being a lot more... I think so many movies try and go too Ocker, too Australiana. Right. And they were like, oh, how are you going there? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think we need to do that anymore. No, 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 no. I, I think we keep it sort of like, oh, shit, you know, like real, yeah. real, almost like we are with this film. Yeah, yeah. We're not trying to speak no. any different to what we do. No, God, no, you're we're right. We're not overgoing. Oh, Lenny, you dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I've got to go warm up. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly right. You're right. About time to go warm up, you know? The awkwardness isn't there. No, we're not. And, it's, and, and it's cringeworthy when you see an Australian actor in a film and their point, their, their, their purpose is to be ocker. Or, or to put on an Australian. I don't know, this is weird. Can you think of anything that was like that, bud? Well, I mean, look at stuff like. Um, I mean, Crocodile Dundee. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's an example. Well, I'm thinking of some American movies that have had Australians in there. And I'm just uh, some of the bad like like Adam Sandler's level sort of comedies. There might be an Australian character in there, and their job is to be Australian. Like they're, they're, they're to, like they might be introduced with like the sound of didgeridoo in the background. It's, just, it's so you know pathetic. Yeah. Um. That, that sort of feel. But with this stuff, no, definitely not. This could be shot. I mean, it's, it's obviously an Australian film, but it could be an international film, and they won't think, oh, it's an Australian style film, like, like the Castle. But the Castle did it well because they weren't trying to be ochre either. They were just trying to be you know genuine. Um, but it was still a very Australiana sort of film. I, I wouldn't say this anticipation film is very Australiana. It's it's about the Australian. Oh, not even close. No, you know what I mean. That's a contemporary. Well, it is. It it's is. a contemporary film. That's right. And it's 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 almost like a snapshot into uh, into the the current scene. It, well, yeah, that, that, that's the point of it. Exactly right. And I actually think, like, you look at movies. There's there's some Australian movies that have been around that were filmed in and around. Places, it's a really good look at it, captures it's a time capsule, yeah. Well, I think so. And because it's basically being acted by actual musicians that are currently working in that scene, you know, it, it, it's easy to bring that authenticity to it. I'm actually now I've got a daughter, yeah. I, I think about if something happened to me or if yeah, I yeah. died while she was still young, yeah. What's the legacy, like what's something she's when she's an adult, 
yeah. what's something she can look at to yeah. say, oh, that was my dad. Yeah. And this movie for me is is kind Seriously? of that as well, but wow. not in a good way because I'm a dickhead. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, but it's something you can show me that, but that, but she'd know that that you're you're playing that character. Because it's not like a documentary on you, you know what I mean? Well, between the ages of 14 to 16... Right. She's going to think dickhead. Well, yeah, but... Then the ages of 16 (laughs) to 18, she's going to think... Fucking dickhead. (laughs) Complete dickhead. Yeah, 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 of course. Then between 18 and 20, she's going to go like, what a fucking toss-up. Yeah, yeah. And then she's going to go, oh, hang on a minute, he was acting... Yeah, 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 yeah. But mum tells me he was very much like that. <laughs> so, you know. That's right, exactly it, exactly it. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I reckon the, the way you're playing it is... Because the way I wrote it was to think, I've got to, I'm going to have this sort of... This character who's almost the antagonist, the, the bad guy in the film. Yeah. It's not a bad guy, good guy film, but he's got to be that character. Um, and, and try and represent someone in the real, in the real music scene who's a bit of an asshole who people don't like dealing with. And you capture that really well. I don't know if you're channeling someone, but what you're doing is, he's a real person. Like, with the, the, Ryan feels like someone you could meet at a pub who's an old school sort of rocker, you know, he's been doing it for 20 odd years, and he's just a bit, bit jaded, you know. Not, not that he's like this, but like Rick Steele, he's still around, you know, doing his thing. But Rick Steele's not a bad guy, but that, that sort of era, you know, that, that sort of old school rocker. And, but, but your version is an, a guy with an attitude and an ego, but he's still doing those shitty gigs. And that little insight at the end when, when Sean goes, good gig, and you're like, fucking 12 punches, you know? It's like, you know, this is shit. I'm so sh- I'm, I'm sick of see- seeing these shitty things. But you act like you're the big guy around other people. And that's what people do. Like, the real guys are out there doing that. Playing shitty gigs, but they act like they're playing Wembley. You know? And, and, and that, that attitude is, is really quite prominent in, in the old school rockers, I find, more than anything. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And you, but, uh, so obviously, I don't know if it was just natural for you to do that, but that came across in, on camera so well. You know, you were you, know, you were showing yourself up to Lenny as being this, you know, uh, you know, get him as many drinks as you want, mate. I'm not, I'm not paying for him. This is my gig. This is my show. You know, go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm King Dick around here, basically. But then afterwards, you get a bit vulnerable. And Sean goes, you know, oh, great gig, eh? Fucking twelve people. To someone who I admire. Exactly right. Like exactly I, right. I look at him and he's my guitarist. And, yeah. And and you can see that I'm very protective of that. You as are. Well. You are. That's right. I'm very protective of like. Yeah, and then I guess that's why, I, and I think maybe when you cut up the scenes, yeah. maybe we go use like have a maybe a snippet of the slow stuff at the start. Yeah, but then you get that sort of dunk 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 stuff towards the definitely, back end. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. No, I agree. Sean and I actually spoke today about maybe we need to re-record that and lift the tempo a bit, but we can't for the film. Oh, for the film you can't, but in general you can for the song if you wanted to. And we, and like you said, even though Mick's gone, we can we can redo the bass. Faster. Unless we redo the scenes, yeah, where and then Sean, Adam, and I play, and I'm on bass. Oh, I see. Yeah, because so you do, you do a version where it's well, just... Well, it just drag. It doesn't. And even Sean pointed out something right tonight. He goes, "When have we ever played it like that?" And I went, "Never." And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "That's why we can't record." Ah. It. And I was okay. like, "You know, you're right." Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. That, I said, yep. you're, "You're bang on." And there's a good tip for people that go into the studio. Make sure, do your homework and get your tempos sorted so you know where it's at for click track purposes. Like we're talking within like a five beats per minute buffer. You need to know it. Like, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. you're right. You, you do difference. need to get that down. And we made the mistake. And now it's coming from someone that does recording 
and even people. Sure, sure, sure. It's coming from where I've gone in. It's, it's funny how when you do your own projects, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I went in and it sounded right for the acoustic bit because it had nice pauses. Yeah. But then that laid the tempo for the rest of the song. And it felt too slow. And it's too slow. And the thing is, I've never heard that song live. So to me, it doesn't sound unusual, but you guys obviously have done it live faster, so it must be strange to you. Yeah. All right. But we... I'll be honest, we're just not happy with the recording. No, fair enough. And, and it's not, and that's why it sounded disjointed, and that's why Adam was stumbling. Right, right. He, he's, I guess he's trying to fill spots because there's so much space. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, yeah. anyway. So maybe it's worth trying to re-record it faster. Yeah, yeah. and I reckon we just come in. And, yeah, and, cool. Uh, Blackjack, the band, would actually be happy to 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 hire the venue and do that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we'll, we'll pay the hundred bucks. Yep, that's fine. And then go in and have you shoot our section again. So that, it's I'm happy more, to. Happy to. Yep. Yeah, and then I, I, I think too. When I think my studio may be built by the time. Sure. And we could probably get a really good live recording for the film because it sounds right. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you come in and engineer it. Yeah, fair enough. That's but good. then we could set up my studio and then practice it, and then you come along. Nice. And then you just go right, record it. Yep. Or we just go back into your studio and do the. Oh, whatever, whatever. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. for us, I think live is just so much better. Well, of course. We're a live band. Of, of course you are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, all the all the players are more familiar playing live with these songs instead of playing. Oh, you parts. and I do it for the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can. You and I can like make the whole thing, and then you know, even the sure, and then and then get it down so it sounds right for the film. Yep. And then don't tell the lads. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to edit that bit, but uh, yeah, we'll work it out. Yeah, no, of course, exactly it, exactly it. So. But no, it's a good point about the studio stuff. If you, do, you are going to go recording, knowing the tempo, or just or, like, I've had a few bands come in and say, oh, oh, we'll just we'll play a bit of it, then we'll show you, and and. Nine times out of ten, one or two of them would say, uh, after it's done, oh, it feels a bit too slow or it feels a bit too fast. Yeah. You know, uh, because they had to agree out. on the tempo. Oh, God, yeah. Because if one feels sluggish or one feels too forced or too fast, um, one member that is, then their performance isn't going to be the best. And, and that's going to feel tough. If that's the drummer, that's a big problem. If it's the uh, singer, it's a big problem because they're not going to feel natural in their flow. True. So the drummer and the singer have to know that they like that temper. Otherwise, the rest... Guitarists can be whatever, you know? It doesn't really matter that much. That's depending on what the part is. And that's why when I sing it, I'm, I'm not singing it naturally either because it's so slow. Yeah, sure, sure. So sure. I think we might have to redo it. But yeah. it's one of them things where it's it's because it's... Don't spend any more time trying to polish that one. Okay. We'll just get in and get it done again. Yep. Cool. That's fine. Yeah, so... Mate, uh, look, it's been a long night. Let's wrap up the podcast. Cool, cool, cool. Definitely. Been a cracking gig. Thank you very much. Oh, pleasure. Uh, any gigs coming up you want to plug, Pete? Well, let's plug our one on the 5th of November. Yeah, this is going out before then. Yeah, if anyone feels like a great day out to Mundaring Weir Hotel. That's the one. We're going to be playing. There's going to be this man beside me, Peter Ranzullo, myself, yeah. and of course... The man. The myth. The mix. The Minx. <laughs> and uh, he's worth the price of admission alone. Oh, my God. And it's uh, free. Naomi will be out there <laughs> cooking up a spit roast. She will be. That's right. She loves being right. spit roast. She won't be spit roasted, <laughs> but she'll be cooking up a spit roast. And uh, usually a lamb on the spit out there, mate. It is. That's what we're famous for, yeah. Beautiful yep. out there. Lamb on, like a lamb on the spit. Plenty of places for the kids to play. Oh, uh, there is. So. Giant giraffe. 5th of <laughs> November. 2 to 5. 2 to 5. Yep. Come on out. See uh, us ruin a lot of really good songs absolutely that's right yeah and we haven't even tried playing them yet so we're not sure how they're going to be ruined but We've, we'll yeah. do our best we'll do our best <laughs>
Mate, great job tonight. You acted beautifully. It was very smooth, very natural, and dare I say, orgasmic. This is Joy. This is Stax. You're the listeners. Thank you very much. Keep tuning in. Stax.